Valentine's Day, everybody. I thought you meant me. I was going to say, oh. not, 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 not now. Not, not whilst we're recording, please. <laughs> to celebrate, we are covering the 2001 Jamie Blanks film, Valentine. He loves me. Spend this Valentine's Day. He loves me not. With someone you love. He loves me. Someone you trust. He loves me not. And someone you know. He loves me. Won't try to kill you. Will you dance with me? Dance with me? Dance with me? Remember the kid everybody ignored on Valentine's Day? Loser. Well, he remembers you. God, we were so horrible to that kid. What do you think happened to him? See, see how clever that is. Do you see? Do you see the connection? Of course you do. We're a professional podcast over here. <laughs> yeah, apart from <laughs> releasing it on the day we say we will. <laughs> apart from doing that. Yeah. Apart from that and uh, other things <laughs> that are not quite as professional as they could be. <laughs> yep. So uh, Jamie Blanks directed this. He also directed Urban Legend, another slasher that came out around the same time. It stars Denise Richards as Paige Prescott. You might know Denise Richards from Starship Troopers, Wild Things. And The World Is Not Enough, a James Bond film. Can you remember what her name was in that film, Ken? Uh, yes, she was called Christmas. Yes, Dr. Christmas Jones. Yeah, just for one joke. Do you remember the joke? I believe he exhales as he speaks, obviously, Pierce Brosnan. And I think he says, I thought Christmas only came once a year. <laughs> With a little smirk on his face. Yeah. You'll get Roger Moore saying stuff like that, talking about bloody orgasms. Come on, come on, James. <laughs> Have some class, man. Now he talks about jujitsu or whatever the hell Daniel Craig's one talks about. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! This, I, I will say, I will say before before we go any further on this one, I can't believe this film is just a standalone, never touched again film. Yeah, because I watched it again, obviously for this, and uh, I thought it was good. This is a good film. I thought it was fun. I've got some notes on it that I'll, I'll probably go to after we've finished uh, the submarine, the, the uh, you know, going through it and stuff, but uh, I agree. Oh, interesting. Got a plot for you. Go for it. Five women are stalked by an unknown assailant whilst preparing for Valentine's Day. Nice, I like it. Thank you. Got any taglines? 
Have I got taglines? This film has more taglines than lines of dialogue. <laughs> than actual lines. <laughs> yeah. Let me know what you think. Which one you think's the best? If you can remember. I'm ready. I won't be able to, but go for it. The first one is Love Hurts. Oh, shit. <laughs> you, you're right. Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Love her. Yeah, I see that. That's that is a fantastic segue into a potential pitch that I've got. No, <laughs> it's not the name of the pitch, is it? We'll just carry on, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin it. This is a really snappy tagline. Remember that kid everyone ignored on Valentine's Day? He remembers you. Is that is that the tag? Oh, I thought you were asking me a serious question. No, no, you were that kid. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right, I can't remember a fucking thing. <laughs> I can't remember that first tagline. There's only two words. You like yeah, that one? I was. I was, yeah, but it does bring back some painful memories. <laughs> anyway, yeah, go on. Falling in love has never hurt so bad. I don't I don't like the, the way it's phrased so yeah. much. It's never hurt so much. Yeah, it should be so much, shouldn't it? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like that. I don't like the way it's uh, it's worded. This February, hearts don't just break; they get even. It's, 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 you can't have a heart getting even. That's not a phrase, is it? No, you can have it hellbound, but not getting even. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's rubbish. That one. It makes sense. No, don't like that one. Scared to be alone on Valentine's Day? You should be. <laughs> <laughs> of course, if you are alone, there's no unknown assailant, is there? Because <laughs> you're on your own, unless yeah. you're going to kill yourself or you're in Final Destination. I think you're okay. Yeah. No, not like that one. Fall in love with terror this weekend. <laughs> the fuck's that? That's horrible. No, that doesn't make sense either. Things just don't really make a lot of sense, apart from the first couple. Revenge is sweet. That's that's a tagline. I'm not just saying that. All oh, right, is that the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not fun. Not really. Someone's going to give them a Valentine's Day to die for. Mm. It doesn't need the someone's going to give them. Yeah. It could just be a Valentine's Day to die for. That could yeah. have been it. Short, snappy. Uh, same sort of thing. Same meaning. A Valentine's Day like no other. Mm, yeah, doesn't doesn't really promote it as a horror. No, it sounds al- that almost could, could like be a, a rom com. Yeah, 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 it could be a nice story. That could be a, like a hallmark uh, daytime TV show. <laughs> <laughs> this Valentine's Day is gonna be killer. Nah, nah. Sounds like surface speak. <laughs> yeah, sounds like spring break. <laughs> we got one, two, three. Are you ready to die? <laughs> <laughs> the classic. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> classic Valentine game. <laughs> That's not even used. Nobody plays. What's one, two, three got to do with it? <laughs> How many people was it? Five. Was it five girls? Yes. Yeah. So it's three got to do with anything? I don't know. It's almost like they're like Nightmare on Elm Street in it a bit there. Yeah. Except nobody says this. They sang the song in Nightmare on Elm Street, but they never used it as a tagline. Be my Valentine or else. That was something you used to say, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I used to write in the cards. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, great days. Um, revenge is sweeter than candy. It'd be good if there was a girl called Candy in it. Don't get mad, get even. That's very generic, isn't it? That yeah, totally irrelevant to Valentine's. Meet the Devil, February second. Mm. It's kind of overplaying the uh, the antagonist in this. The Devil. It's not bloody uh, end of days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, 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 that's irrelevant as well. It's got nothing to do with the film, have they? Half of these. I've got, I've got two more, and these are my two favourites. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Roses are red, and so is blood. <laughs> 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 True, but uh, it doesn't rhyme for a start. <laughs> you got to work, work on that. <laughs> Actually, I think this is all one tagline. Roses are red, and so is blood. Candy is sweet, and so is revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's more like it. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell. I thought the last line was going to be, Roses are red, and so is blood. Candy is sweet. Leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be, and so is blood. <laughs> <laughs> as well like Garth Two. Marenghi wrote it something was pouring from his mouth he examined his sleep blood blood crimson copper smelling blood his blood 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 and bits of sick I tell you what, what is surprising is Catherine Heigl. She's only in it for ten minutes. So she disowned this film, claiming she hates it. Hates it. Yeah, she said she didn't read the what? script before she accepted the role, and uh, she only read the scenes that she would be in herself. She regretted the decision to appear in the film. What had she been in prior to this? Fuck all. I, I think this is what two thousand and one. Yeah, tell her to shut up then. Pay her dues. Say thank you. They all start in horror. Come on. She, uh, yeah, I mean, like Grey's Anatomy came out two thousand and five, so this was four years before that. So yeah, she she wasn't doing anything. No, nah, respect the genre, woman. This this is based on a, a novel, apparently, or is it? Because the producer mm-hmm. Dylan Sellers, um, he bought the rights for the book just for the title. He said, "I don't want to make that story. I want to make something else." Okay, well, so he's not allowed to use a single word. <laughs> yeah, it's Surely weird. the word Valentine's not a purchasable asset, is it? Just a word. I don't know. It said the film is credited as being based on Tom Savage's novel, but producer Dylan Sellers optioned it solely for the title. So what? what is his? Is his like, novel a romance drama? He's got nothing to do with it? Because, I don't know, surely. So Tom Savage owns the word Valentine. Ridiculous. I'll say it's ridiculous. I know nothing of the process of making films, but that's a ridiculous <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> Unless, of course, it makes perfect sense. So, you know, sorry. Uh, it's it basically it the the book is about an author who gets a secret admirer who leaves cryptic words behind, uh, like in Valentine. So, so the general premise is similar, but they've turned it into a slasher, like a teen slasher film, rather than a grown woman stalked by someone celebrity from I just read the synopsis of the book so well whatever I'll yeah. never read the book anyway sorry sorry Tom you bastard is Tom Savage related to Derek Savage yeah and Fred of, Savage of cool cat cool cat fame are they all are they, are they did they produce the uh, parfum de homme sauvage I believe so and also um, 
the patriarch of the family. Do you know who he was? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic savage. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a, quite a famous family then. <laughs> I got you for three minutes. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, you having a shit? <laughs> That's what, that should have been the line in the film. Uh, anyway, shall we crack on with it? Get stuck in. <laughs> Once not, not again, if you are if you are wondering, <laughs> if you are wondering, no, nobody, nobody has a shit in this film. Oh, thank you, Ken, for the update. No, it's okay. One of them's close, but uh, it is not a shit. <laughs> More on that later. We do get yeah, we get a toilet, but no shit, which is yeah, the story of our lives. Yeah. Anyway, the film starts with, uh, we get clips of a a high school dance. We see a young Kenby Wilde. He's asking five girls to dance with him. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and I am ruthlessly mocked by all of them. (laughs) One says she'd rather be boiled alive (laughs) than dance with Ken. Yeah, that was, um, and that's Paige, in fact, because uh, what he does is, in the first instance, is he name checks everyone he speaks to so that when they come back later on, we have a uh, a base, a base of uh, recognition. Yeah. So Shelley, Shelley's first. Yeah. She says, in your dreams, loser. Yeah. So he moves on. He moves on to Lily. Ooh. She says, ooh. Yeah. Paige. Now, Paige would rather be boiled alive, which is harsh. I've got to say a special mention for the casting of Paige. She looks exactly like Denise Richards, that young kid. Didn't you think? Uh, I, I don't want to think of Denise Richards as a kid. Yeah, we get the next one, which is... Oh, fuck, what's her name? Kate. Kate. She politely turns him down. Maybe we'll dance later, Ken. Yeah, and I, I'm very pleased with that. Okay, maybe later. Woo! Yeah. Go off. Dancing like an old prospector. Yeah. And the gold yeah. rush. Yippee-yay-yay. Not Kaye. It's copyrighted. And then he, end up, he ends up talking to, um, is it Dorothy? It is indeed. Who's the it's a chubby girl. I mean, they call her the, the buffalo. <laughs> but uh, I would say she was that fat. I mean, it's, it's quite cruel, to be honest. That's children for you. Yeah. Hey, they start kissing under the bleachers. This all brings it back to you, does it, Ken? It does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little tear to my eye. <laughs> me and a buffalo. <laughs> under the bleachers. <laughs> me and a buffalo under the bleachers. French oh, yeah. kissing. <laughs> In the USA. <laughs> the, uh, some boys find them and uh, start mocking them, and um, the buffalo says that Ken uh, Wild attacked her. So, mm-hmm. rightly so, the boys uh, attack him in kind and end up stripping him down to his pants yeah kicking him out in in front of everybody and just start kicking him <laughs> just yeah. all of them poor like punch all over a big bowl of punch goes all over him oh yeah we yeah. get a carry moment don't we yeah it's, it's a sad sad time yeah he starts his nose starts bleeding as well the young kid yeah it's all in the middle of a dance floor so i don't know where all the teachers are chaperoning this uh, yeah exactly no one actually I don't know what they're them. doing it's actually in the crowd. There's uh, somebody wearing a mask. Yes, and it is the mask that will come back later on. And I've got not a bloody clue what it's doing in the middle of this school dance. No, I thought maybe. Oh, maybe it's like the mascot. The they were named the, even though it sounds ridiculous, the Cupids. 
Strike in the heart. Stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I have no idea why anyone would be wearing that mask. Well, it is just one dance. person, which is even weirder. So it's not yeah. like they're all doing it. It's just one person. Check it out. Thick and thin, getting it on. Oh, yes. You like it, Buffalo? Getting hot? Stop it. Get away from me. Is pervert at it again? Pervert attack you? Yeah. Jeremy attacked me. He attacked me. Pervert jump Buffalo. I, I, I didn't know. Pervert. <laughs> We cut to the credits. Then we go to Catherine Heigl, of all people. She's on a date. It's present day, a few years later. They're all college age now, I guess. The Yeah, it doesn't tell you how long it is, does it? it does, no. Or did I miss the caption? I'm not sure. We might have got a present day, but I'm not sure. Because the original bit was 1988, because it yeah. was the yearbook. It was the JFK school yearbook. Yeah, we should say, like, uh, at the beginning with the clips of the school dance, that's it. that is intermingled with, like... Um, uh, like little pic, like the the yearbook open, isn't it, with pictures and writing and stuff like that around them. Yeah, just like mine and uh, and stands, I believe the Eminem song. <laughs> yeah, cut, cut to Catherine Heigl, present day. She's she's on a date, um, and she cuts it short. She's on a date with Jason. It's simple, really, Shelley. You see, from an evolutionary point of view. Jason looks for an attractive young woman because he wants healthy children. And a young woman, like yourself, looks for a successful man, like Jason, because she wants to feel safe. And so the species survives. I mean, what else is there, really, in the end? In the end? Well, there's the check. Thank you very much. Thank you. Whoa, we expensivo. Let's see, you had the salmon and the crab cocktail. I had the chicken and the salad. And that would be... Right. What do you think to this guy? Uh, I, I liked him. He was uh, he's nice. <laughs> <laughs> he was practical. <laughs> and he was fair. He refers to himself in the third person at all times. As does can be wild. Uh, yeah, she cuts it short. She's got uh, she's got to go to the morgue to study for an exam, which is an odd thing that I wrote there, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, she does. That's just one one thing to do, other than go on a date with Jason. And this is our first uh, little sort of oh, could this man be the killer? Because he, he's got the sort of crazy eyes, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. She just she just leaves, just leaves him. He can't believe it. And yeah, she uh, as soon as she goes as well, he turns around and starts chatting up a, a woman at the bar. So, you know, he's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like it was his bloody auntie or something. <laughs> <laughs> he just found his mum was out for a night. While he's chatting up the woman at the bar, she's chatting up a corpse, which is on the operating table there. It's always good to keep one, just in case your date goes bad. She hears something, starts searching the morgue, you know, the classic, Hello? Well, yeah, one thing she decides not to do is put all the lights on, you know, because I think they're, they're out. Yeah. 
Which is typical. Typical when you're in the morgue on nights on your own. Yeah, as little light in as possible. Yeah, she she does cover the corpse's face though because she doesn't want to look at his dead face. Yeah, and just as she's about to cut a noise, starts investigating. So we do, yeah, yeah, we we do we do go for a very very quiet investigation in a very dark morgue. Lots of places things could be, uh, and uh, somebody just pops out of nowhere. Hello. Chad, my corpse. <laughs> yep, he's just saying hello. He apologises. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely no idea who the fuck he is. No. He doesn't do anything. He just leaves and never see him again. Yeah, he's like, oh, sorry, I was just studying or something. And then. Yeah, I was just stood in the dark making slight noises. Yeah. As she finds a Valentine's Day card in her locker anyway, it's signed JM. It should be pointed out that the, the young Kenby Wilde from earlier, his name was Jeremy Melton. So, JM, Jeremy Melton, you're following us out there? You it's listeners? complex. It's complex. <laughs> the Valentine reads, Roses are red and so is blood. No, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Candy is sweet, leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> it remains absolute nonsense. <laughs> no wonder they changed Tom Savage's original. <laughs> it makes sense, Tom. The journey of love is an arduous trek. My love grows for you as you bleed from your neck. Mm. It's it's odd odd wording, to be honest. It's a bit wordy, isn't it? I, I think I think basically they got the last bit and then thought, what can we rhyme, rhyme with neck? Arduous I th- trek. I, I think they worked it backwards because <laughs> you wouldn't start with that, would you? No. <laughs> All right, let's make the first line really complicated. Just in the writer's room. Right, everybody, I've got arduous trek. (laughs) Anyone got anything else for that? Yeah, a bit of an odd choice of words. But, you know, it does rhyme in the end. And there's a little pop-up thing that you pull a little thing and uh, somebody gets stabbed in the neck. There's a lot of work gone into it. There's a lot of work gone into that card, which is quite nice. Got a, a vision of the the killer in his in his cupid mask with glasses on the end of its nose, just making these in a little craft. He's got a little craft den in his house. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's there contemplating the googly eyes and thought, Nah, this is a serious thing I'm doing here. <laughs> Not messing about. He's got an apron on like Geppetto. <laughs> yeah, anyway, she she uh, she goes back to the more uh, to the more. She goes back to her, her date. The uh, <laughs> the dead person on the thing and that's when she gets uh, attacked by the corpse she's about to cut the corpse and as she goes to put the scalpel to it it breathes so she pulls away and it sits up now that's my first point right what an elaborate thing this is that this guy has done I've written that quite a lot in this. I think a lot of this is elaborate. 
So somebody whose intent is just to kill her, rather than just be in the dark and when she walks past, kill her, they've pretended, they've moved a corpse for one thing. They've substituted themselves for the corpse, covered their own head, exposed their own stomach in exactly the same way. And genitalia. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I wish you'd stop interrupting me by saying that. <laughs> It used to happen at work. Yeah, we'll stop giving me a chance to. <laughs> and um, oh, I forgot where I was now. You and your bloody genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> it's always getting in the way. Heard that before. <laughs> yeah, and then took the chance that before she's had time to actually just cut into them. What if she did? What if her response wasn't just she pulls away? She just actually just slices the stomach open. You'd just be like, oh, shit. <laughs> And then your reign of terror's over. My plot was too elaborate. <laughs> Just one card that you used arduous trek <laughs> as a rhyming thing. <laughs> yeah, film's finished. The end. Who's more elaborate? Uh, the killer in this or the killer from there's somebody inside your house once in the whole film? <laughs> and then a lot of the times outside your house. <laughs> Most of the time in a cornfield. Um... I don't know. This, this is quite elaborate, isn't it? I mean, this it's consistently elaborate, but they use just one mask. I think the other killer they changed mask quite frequently for no real reason. So, but this this of its time, this was certainly one of the most elaborate and needlessly so. How would you describe the mask? It's Cupid, I guess. It's got like blonde ringletty hair. Cupid cherub kind of thing, cherub isn't it? I think, yeah. yeah, it's like a little cherub thing used again. I think in better effect in. Happy Death Day. Yeah, I did think that when I rewatched that. That was like an oversized, wasn't it, back in that one? That's an oversized Cupid sort of cherub face, whereas yeah. this one's just, just normal-ish. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched it. I think I last time I watched this was when it came out to rent on video. Yeah, me, me too, yeah. Yeah, it's probably the last time I ever watched this. So watching this again, yeah, I was. I, I did think Happy Death Day when I saw the, the mask. Although that's more cartoony, isn't it, than, than this that they use. He also has a, a long black coat, Cupid mask, and he's got a knife. Yeah, this this is just this is playing it straight though all the way, isn't it? This yeah, one's yeah. serious one. Yeah, uh, she she's trapped as well, isn't she, inside the morgue, Shelley, and uh, she's forced to sort of run around into, and she ends up running into a a room in, into the the um the room where you keep all the dead bodies, basically. Yeah, just some big corpse fridge. Yeah, fridge. That's the fucking word I was looking for. <laughs> the, yeah, the fridge where they keep all the. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to be technical, and that's what catches you out, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cupid. He he follows her in. Are we calling him Cupid, or are we calling him Valentine? We're calling him the Masked Man. Or <laughs> <laughs> woman. All Let's woman. keep this open. Let's keep this open. Yeah. <laughs> Cupid will do. Why not? Yeah, Cupid follows her inside. He starts stabbing the the corpses that are out to to check it, thinking that maybe she's as elaborate as I am. She can't be in all of them. Maybe I found a kindred spirit with the very first kill of the film. She also thinks, I know, I'll strip off and hide as a dead person instead of just trying to get the fuck out of there. Instead of hiding behind the door so when he comes in, I'll just leave. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'll do. (laughs) Anyway, she does. Yeah, she's... She's uh she's eventually she gets she gets caught she gets uh, a throat slit and as that happens you see that the the nose hole in the mask blood starts coming out from it. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Anyway, we we go to San Francisco and uh, 
we see Kate and Paige. They're walking into turbo dating session. And mm. uh, uh, we're talking about Kate's boyfriend, Adam, who we haven't met yet. And uh, he's a raging alcoholic, apparently. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because they're like, a, what, 20? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look 20, does he? No, no, he's like 30. Isn't he? but, yeah. uh, we don't know that at the time. I just wrote down, I just thought, well, how's he a drunk? He's like fucking high school, isn't he? Which like, <laughs> <laughs> basically, what I thought was, he just likes to have a drink. Calm down. A turbo dating, uh, sorry. Turbo dating. Uh, goes just as I well. I think as it's, ever, it's never said like that, is it? Should have been. Yeah, I'd go more if it was like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's just speed dating, isn't it? Where you just get to uh, just make an idiot of yourself for 30 seconds and then they just tell you to fuck off. No, Ken, it's not speed dating. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it goes as well as, as you'd imagine. Um, lots of funny little clips of pathetic blokes that we can all laugh yeah, at. Yeah, it's a, it's a montage. We get a geek talking about the Mayflower, and he's obviously into history, so let's laugh at him for that. Yeah, <laughs> bloody geek. What a geek. <laughs> he's wearing glasses. He must be a geek. Oh, God, I hate people with glasses. <laughs> uh, we get uh, some guy who got split with his girlfriend, so she's obviously a lesbian. We get some sort of nervous guy that can't speak without nearly throwing up. It's a shouty yeah. sports fan. And then pervy sex guy who Denise Richards finds attractive. Is this Brian? Yeah, this is Brian. Yeah, Paige uh, comes in, uh, interrupts, because this is all, what's her name, Kate, isn't it? This is all Kate's point of view, because Paige is just there, I don't know, just basically she's too good for all of them. But then Brian, Brian turns up and Paige just jumps in, like a cock, cock block. Yeah. Mind you, no, it can't be a cock block. What's, What's a female cock block? What would you call that when women do it to each other? Uh, oh, good question. Uh, um, pussy hustle. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the cooch scooch. <laughs> the cunt punt. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Ask me again. <laughs> um, yeah, so she does. She does. She cock blocks her or whatever the female version of that is. Yeah, I, I think we got enough of those in. <laughs> and um, cut to Kate receiving a call. Uh, it's about Shelley's murder. It's after they leave. Who actually calls them about that? We, do we ever find out? No, don't, don't know. They just suddenly, they just know that she's dead. Yeah, and we go to we go to the funeral. We meet uh, Adam, played by David Boreanaz. She goes over to speak to him at his um, at his car, and she spots a bottle of alcohol in his passenger seat. And obviously, he's a raging alcoholic, so he's immediately on the defensive. He's making excuses for it, saying it's for someone else. She's she's not buying any of that shit, though. That he's saying, I believed him. Don't know what the problem is. <laughs> uh, he offers her out for dinner, and she says that. I'll call you. She sort of blows him off. Not literally, but you know what I mean. <laughs> he says he hasn't had a drink for three weeks, Poor which is pretty good. It's pretty good, to be honest. Well done, Adam. Uh, we meet the last two members of the girl group. We've uh, we've got Lily and we've got Dorothy. Lily uh, was the one that said ooh to young Ken at the beginning there, and Dorothy's the, the fat one, isn't she, all grown up? The buffalo. 
<lacht> The Buffalo. <lacht> Buffalo Soldier. <lacht> Paige, Denise Richards, she's come dressed uh, in, in a corset and uh, Lily's not happy about it. I liked it. <laughs> We're getting the idea of Paige as uh, quite a, an outgoing girl, shall we say. She's a good time girl. <laughs> Unless that means prostitute. I don't know what that means. Is that, is that what that means? We, we meet Detective Vaughan. He's here now and he's asking them about Shelley. And they all say they haven't seen her for a year or two. And uh, he also asked them if they know a, a, a Jason who's also disappeared as well, who was on the date, who she was on the date with. That's Jason Marquette. Hold on. Jason Marquette. Yeah, we don't even make that connection just yet, so don't 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 even think about it because that's too subtle. It's it's too subtle from earlier. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Uh, returning home from the funeral, Dorothy finds that she's also received a Valentine, again signed by J.M. It's got a similar message to the one Shelley had. It says, "Roses are red, violets are blue. They'll need dental records to identify you." It's again, it's quite long-winded, but at least it's roses are red, right? That's like a usual start to a Valentine's message, isn't it? Yeah. The second bit, perhaps, is not quite as usual. Uh, Dor- Dorothy's boyfriend turns up. He's called Campbell, and uh, he says that he needs a place to stay after his uh, housemate failed to pay the rent. So Dorothy allows him to stay at, at her house. She lives in a mansion, so she lets him stay at the in the in the guest house. And we meet Dorothy's stepmother called Kim. Uh, more names, just loads of names being thrown out. Yeah, it's just too many, isn't it? It's just like it's a bit distracting. But um, yeah. yeah, so like Cameron, yeah, Kim, Kim quite likes Cameron. Uh, Campbell, sorry, not Cameron. Campbell. Mm. No one likes Cameron. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you are listening, Cameron, shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, he'll know. Yeah, K- Kim, Kim likes Campbell. Kim is Korean and. Kim the Korean likes Campbell. And uh, it causes an argument between uh, Dorothy and Kim, and it's broken up by uh, Dorothy's father in the end. Uh, I think Dorothy actually says at one point, you mail order bride from hell, because Kim is, I thought she was the same age as Dorothy when I first saw her, married to her dad. So I guess the insinuation there is that he's he's an older man that's, that's bought his wife off the internet. But it's an option, isn't it? Yeah. He's got a lot of money. No idea where his wife is, so why not buy a new one? There's a guy that goes into my local pub, and he's he's got one of those. <laughs> what, a missing wife? <laughs> <laughs> you can get uh, Russian amputee brides as well. Oh, yeah. Is that half price? Yeah, <laughs> cast an arm and a leg. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Campbell, and I met him at yoga, and he's off limits. So just let my dad know he's staying here for a few days. Is he the reason you've been spending all your time on the treadmill? Kim, you're not my girlfriend, and you're not my mother. I'm just taking an interest in your life, Dorothy. You know, as your stepmom. When you're old enough to rent a car by yourself, we can discuss your role as my stepmother. In the meantime, don't talk about my sex life. You have a sex life? (laughs) Yeah, I do. And I don't charge by the hour like you. How dare you? Oh, get your hands off me, you mail order bride from hell. Sailor about She just called me a mail order bride from hell. Dorothy, you have to show more respect to my wife. Uh, we cut to Kate, she's showering in her apartment and uh, the water runs out. 
and uh, so she she gets out she rings the landlord asks him to fix the water she says i don't have any water and i have crap in my hair that's probably why she's washing it she goes through the fridge can't find any bottled water none of the taps work in the place so she ends up sticking her head in the toilet Mm, that's the usual thing natural that's why i said uh, there is a toilet in there thankfully no one had had a shit yeah, and when she comes out the toilet, the, the door to her apartment is open and she leaves and she goes outside as you would. Instead of just shutting it, you'd walk out in a towel in, <laughs> down to the end of the hall, wouldn't you? And she sees um, that the elevator door is stuck and she finds a Cupid mask had been lodged there to stop it from closing. And this is when we meet my favourite character of the film. Oh, it's, I know who this is. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's her neighbour, Gary. Gary mainly speaks in rhyme like he's in a Dr. Seuss novel. (laughs) I didn't like Gary, oddly enough. (laughs) Hello, Kate. Hi, Gary. You look great, Kate. How about a date, Kate? You could be my mate, Kate. You're scary, Gary. This could be our fate, Kate. What the bloody hell's he talking about? <laughs> Obviously, she is enamoured with him after this little rap. <laughs> <laughs> At least he doesn't say arduous trek. Have you ever asked a girl out using rhyme, Ken? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't think I have. Okay. I mean, I, I used to I used to write poetry. Uh, and I did, I did like... <laughs> fuck are you laughing? <laughs> It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! We see Paige and Lily, they're reviewing a video date sent by a man called Lance. Lance? What the fuck did I just hear, Lance? Just take the piss out of it as they watch it, basically. This is, this is quite vintage, isn't it? Quite novel. Instead of just swiping it, 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 left it, it, and right. Yeah, it does date it a little bit, doesn't it? Videotapes that you send to an agency, you then send them out to women to watch, I guess? Yeah, cause I, I, I'm guessing, because the first... Is it Lance, you said? Lance? What the fuck did I just hear, Lance? He actually says that, thank you for requesting my video. So somehow that they've she's already had a look at Lance and decided that that's a video she'd like to see more of. Because he name-checks her, which means he'd have to record a new video every single time. Bloody hell. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, That's he actually speaks, yeah, says Lily to her, and you just think, Jesus, we won't be doing that all the time. Yeah. Right, hang on, I need a piss. That'd be my video. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Would that have been your the start of your uh, dating video, would it? You just saying, I'm going to go for a piss. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's just, start, just an empty chair. recording, yeah, and you just hear it in the, back, in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Drebin. <laughs> Start singing. Just an empty chair. The whole thing. And it just cuts. Yeah, and it's like that. Sorry about... (laughs) Time runs out. (laughs) Especially in time will be the Queen's public appearances. I'd still send it out. (laughs) That'd be brilliant. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) the doorbell rings as they've finished watching Lance's uh, video. He talks about he's into um, canoeing or some shit, and they just take the piss out of him for it. I think it's quite harsh. He seems all right. Yeah, obviously not what she's looking for. She wants a a man that 
Pat's um, sends her chocolates unannounced like this guy. Oh, right. I thought you meant he just stands there with his dick out. No, no. <laughs> that's, the, that's the corpses in the morgue you're thinking of. <laughs> I often do. Yeah, so there's a knock at the door. Um, or Sorry, the doorbell rings and um, they go to answer it and there's nobody there. She looks oh through the God. peephole, can't see anyone. Denise Richards jokes that maybe it's Lance because he's short. Yeah. Didn't he say in the video he was like five foot six or something? Five no, it's, it's, I think the joke that they'd already had was if they say um, almost six foot, that means they're like five foot six or something. It's like, they, you know, it's a joke because they're not six foot. Something like that. It's not funny and, you know, it's, like it's quite disrespectful to the shorter man. Although I'm not because I'm over six foot. Ladies. Yeah, I always say I'm I'm nearly seven foot, <laughs> but I'm actually six foot two, so <laughs> yeah. I know what he means. I say I, I'm nearly nine feet tall. <laughs> You've gone way far the other way. Yeah, I like to exaggerate to impress women. Or you could go the opposite way and say you're four foot. <laughs> when you turn off, you surprise them. <laughs> anyway, yes, she opens the door and there's some chocolates on the floor there for her. Just on the That's floor. That's nice. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's in like a little heart-shaped box. Oh, yeah, like the Nirvana song. Yeah, a bit like that, yeah, but less... Um... Less cancery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She opens the box up and uh, there's a little little note on it from JM. Oh, yeah. I wonder what that says. It says... Tis a well-known fact that beauty is skin deep. <laughs> Savour the taste, you are what you eat. Don't really understand that, to be honest. You are what you eat. She basically, she bites into one of the chocolates, only to find that it's full of maggots. And she drops the, the whole box, she screams. Uh, how would he have kept the maggots alive? It's in, they're in a caramel-scented chocolate. How did he get them in there in the first place? I just don't know. He's a chocolatier I mean, with his big fucking he, he, chef's hat on. He could be. Jeffrey Dahmer was a chocolatier. He worked in a chocolate make factory, didn't he? Oh, yeah. So maybe it's him. <laughs> just this vision of him in his <laughs> in his mask with a big chef's hat on. <laughs> just <laughs> whisking whistling up some, away. <laughs> whisking up some chocolate. <laughs> it could have been. I don't get that. You are what you eat. Well, she's a maggot, is she? Uh, yes. Thank a you. massive one. You're a massive maggot. Anyway. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like being at the high school dance all over again. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Anyway, that evening, we've got Kate, we've got Paige, we've got Dorothy and Campbell. They, they go to a sort of art exhibit. It's hosted by um, Lily's boyfriend called Max. He's a nice guy. I like Max. Yeah, he looks like he could have been in any of the the rock bands of the, of the early two thousands. This guy, he's even got the the chain going from the wallet to the you know powerful. This is a good look and the big baggy jeans. They actually talk about the Chero mask as well, and uh, actually, and one of them, I think it's Dorothy, remembers that one that someone wore wore that mask at the dance. How the fuck would they remember that? I know. I mean, I did, but then it was only about twenty minutes ago for me. Yeah. For them, it was however many years ago. If it was real time, that's like th 13 years. Just to mention the exhibit as well, it's kind of like loads of TVs of people's mouths and eyes and noses. 
Yeah, it's like conceptual art, isn't it? He's he's done like an installation thing, and uh, I never really never got any of that shit. I never understood any of that rubbish. And it's in like a kind of a maze thing, isn't it, where you're walking round? I, I, I swear, right? Is is Jason there? Do they see Jason? They look over the room and see Jason. They say, oh, are you going to speak to us or what? And then he just leaves. I'm sure that was Jason. Yeah. I I, th- I think it was. I think he's at the art ex- exhibit, and uh, I think it's just a just another nod to him being a- around. Doesn't lead anywhere, but I'm sure it is. Uh, Lily and Max, they start they start having a little kiss in the, in the corner there, and uh, a woman turns up and just starts unbuttoning her blouse whilst watching. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as so often happens when you know you'll be with your girlfriend. Next thing you know, a girl's just standing in front of you and buttoning her blouse. It, apparently, she wants to join in. And this is Max's assistant, Amy. I think you're saying that as like uh, it never happens, but it did happen a lot to me. Oh, <laughs> did it? <laughs> oh no, no, sorry, no, it didn't. No, I was, I was the one undoing my shirt, watching other people do stuff. Uh, yeah, that's how we met, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't know it was you. <laughs> what? Who's that? Amy. That's Amy. What do you mean, that's Amy? Get her out of here. I invited her here. Excuse me? Jesus, relax. What the hell are you doing? It's not like we're in junior high school, okay? Look. I've got to go. I have an early flight tomorrow. I don't have to deal with this. Great. What, what's the matter? Oh, what's the matter? Well, the problem is you turned out to be a cheap, hypocritical sleaze ball. Yeah, but you knew that. So does this mean you're not going to be my Valentine? Uh, she gets lost in the maze anyway, Lily. And as she's walking along, the videos on the wall, uh, they start shutting off as she walks past them. Something's afoot. Uh, she rounds yes, a corner. There's a picture of a foot. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the one of the screens. I thought it'd be good if it was the uh, the go back from the um, labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> or just yeah. leave from. Yeah, uh, it's just a, a cat. It's a small <laughs> cat. Funny, that cat just told me to leave. Uh, she rounds the corner, and <laughs> she does. Old fucking Robin Hood turns up. Shoots yeah. her in the stomach with an arrow. Well, as, as Cupid does have a bow and arrow, doesn't he? That is his uh, his gimmick. I like how the killer thinks to themselves that if I'm going to be Cupid, I need to be proficient in archery because <laughs> I'm going to have to kill one of them with an arrow. Yeah, I thought it'd be better if they were all killed with an arrow. Yeah, and if the, all the the arrowheads were heart shaped. <laughs> Oh, it'd be beautiful. What a what an absolute lovely touch that would be. <laughs> anyway, Cupid's he's arrived anyway. He's the one that shot with an arrow and uh he lines up another one, shoots <laughs> her again. Is. It's not it's not somebody else turned up. <laughs> I told you Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> shoots another one, hits her in the stomach, she flies through like a one of the exhibit pieces that actually just so happens to be where the fire door is, and she ends up hitting the, the railings of the... <laughs> Actually, that was a great death. <laughs> yeah, it's not my favourite. Yeah, she... No, it's just funny. She just topples over the railings, and then she just falls down a huge, like, just abyss of stairwell. <laughs> yeah, she well, she hits the railings, and where she hits the railings is, like, literally just below, like, her neck. It's, like, where her, sho- where her shoulders are. I was yeah, like, there's no just, way she's just... flying over the top of this. Yeah, it's good. I like it. 
but he does. He shoots her a third time and she flies over the top down about 15 floors uh, into a bin. <laughs> yeah, which closes after her. Yeah, and he, the killer looks down, nose bleeding, and that's that's the end of Lily. Yeah, it's a shame. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Cut to the entrance of the exhibit. We got Campbell. He's in, he's confronted by a girl called Ruthie. Again, more names, more people. Um, she accuses Campbell of scamming her on a on an internet investment. Yeah, and other such con man chicanery. Obviously, Dorothy turns up, and there's a bit of a, a you know a war of words, and they leave. And uh, Ruthie says to Dorothy as they as she leaves, "Watch your back, leech." Or maybe she says that to Cameron uh, Campbell. I'm saying Cameron now. Can I? <laughs> I'm not paying him royalties for this. <laughs> a little bit later as well, we cut to Kate and Adam. Uh, they're sitting in a bar. Kate tells Adam that, you know, some strange things are going on. She's talking about the Cupid mask. She's talking about Campbell being confronted by Ruthie. She's talking about rhyming Gary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> rhyming Gary seems quite scary. Yeah, that's <laughs> difficult to rhyme, that. Actually. Yeah, you kind of pulled it off. <laughs> I did when Denise Richards comes back on. <laughs> she mentions also on a, as a little side plot that her underwear's going missing. <laughs> Sorry about that, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam jokes that he steals her underwear to wear himself to tap into his feminine side. That's very funny, Adam. And then he does the sweet transvestite song from Rocky Horror. Does the uh, the, the tuck under between his legs. From uh, Silence of the Lambs as well. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant from Hook, that kid that is a cannonball that uh, rolls down the hill. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be massively irrelevant to this particular scene. So he just yeah. turned himself into a ball and rolled out the, the bar. <laughs> <Rolled out. laughs> Maybe he should cut down his drinking. <laughs> Bloody hell, Adam, not again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he asks, he asks for another chance, and uh, Kate says that she's a bit apprehensive about it, you know, because he's he's a drunk, he's a filthy degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's the most clean-cut bloke ever in the world. Yeah, exactly. And it's elite, never mentioned, you know, like, what Some happens. sort of award-winning journalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's never mentioned what happens when he's drunk either, like, if he's violent or he's just drunk. He's just drunk all the time. <laughs> Yeah, ex- except for all the time we've seen him. Yeah, we've never seen him drink once. Anyway, the next morning we got Kate, we got Dorothy, and we've got Paige, and they're they're questioned again by Detective Vaughan. Uh, he asks about Lily, um, but obviously she said she was going out of town earlier on, so you know no one's suspecting she's dead. Paige just says, "Oh, she's she's gone out of town." And then um, the detective shows them a card that was sent to uh, Shelley's parents, the the girl that died at the beginning. And uh, we've got a message inside that simply reads, Too bad, so sad. And that one is signed by Jeremy Melton. Holy shit. And this is when they all tell each other about the... <laughs> I wonder who that could be from. <laughs> oh, no, hang on. No. <laughs> yeah, well that, well, that throws the cat amongst the pigeons. Shit has literally hit the fan. It certainly has. He's just a sixth-grade loser. Uh, Dorothy tells Vaughn about the the JM cards, and they all find out, oh, yeah, we've all received them. And Vaughn's not happy about that. So why are you waiting until now to tell me about this? And he still still fancies Jason Marquette as the the main... You see, this is where they make that connection. You've all had cards from JM. 
and Jeremy, what's his, no, Melton, whatever, he's from the sixth grade, you idiots, he's got nothing to do with this, even though he's just been brought back into the film. It must be Jason Marquette, who I told you was missing ages ago, and none of you connected this and done my job for me. Yeah, I mean, as any good horror movie cop does, he dismisses the Jeremy Melton theory and goes with Jason Marquette. You know, he's totally oblivious to everything. He just said, "What? Yeah, why would why would he want to hurt you from sixth grade?" Yeah, we get a repeat from Dorothy: the lie that Jeremy assaulted her at the the dance, and uh, afterwards, after that that meeting with the with the with Vaughn, the policeman, uh, she does admit to the other two that she lied to the authorities about Jeremy, and she framed him because she couldn't handle the bullies showing up. Because she was fat, you see, Ken. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. She ruined Jeremy's life because she was fat. Because she couldn't stop eating cake. She couldn't stop eating cake. <laughs> I don't know why I repeated that. <laughs> it seemed profound to me. Yeah, Poor, poor Dorothy, but yeah. even more poor Jeremy. Uh, anyway, Kate, she's absolutely appalled by this. Uh, but Paige tells Dorothy not to worry. She says that uh, Jeremy Elton wouldn't manage a water fountain without screwing up. I don't think he's capable of an intricate revenge plot. Yeah, and it is quite intricate. As, as we say. mentioned, it is very intricate, so at least they've spotted that. The next morning, uh, we, we're with the girls again, and we get a few more details filled in because they've gone to see the detective. Yeah, he's he's still there. He's still filling in the backstory, so they haven't got to have any flashbacks or anything. Uh, Jeremy, we find out he was uh, he went was sent to a reform school, juvenile hall, a year later, and then finally he was in a mental hospital. Didn't actually tell us what why he was kept locked no. away for any time though. He doesn't tell us any of that. It's just basically just that's where he stayed. The policeman says that they must have done some number on him at the dance because she uh, Dorothy does tell um, Vaughn the truth. I think he just yeah. It says where now. It's what we've got no idea. His parents died in a fire a couple of years back, but it was ruled an accident. Yeah. And then, and then they oh, says, this is brilliant. <laughs> then he, he offers a few uh, possible photographs of what he might look like. This is amazing, this bit. Some age progression software going on. Th- thankfully, uh, with all the technology that was available at the time. <laughs> it's like, you know, in um, basketball. Yeah, where he says this is what he looked like the last time we saw him, and this is what he could look like now, and it's Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. T. <laughs> it might as well have been that. It's he literally just show, just show photographs of could be absolutely anybody. None of them look anything like each other. No, it's like here's a picture of him as a child. We'll remove his glasses, add a moustache. This is the first one. Do you reckon he looks like this? Have you seen this man around? <laughs> looks like a twelve-year-old with a moustache on. <laughs> How about if we make him look older than 12? Yeah. He's like, oh, he could possibly have had plastic surgery. And then all of a sudden, we're just not looking at anyone that looks remotely human. Yeah. It could now look like this. <laughs> it's, Sh- it's Shrek. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Might as well just put a picture of the cherub mask on and say, have you seen this man? <laughs> anyway, Vaughn, he, uh, he questions him about the uh, uh, boyfriends, doesn't he? And it sort of lingers on Paige asking her, and she says, "Oh, she doesn't have one." Kate talks about Adam. She actually, uh, she actually says, "Short answer, no." Yeah, I know. What the hell would the long answer be? Because it's surely it's still no. no isn't it? so, <laughs> 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 a troll too length. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, for some reason that that's the answer. Short answer is no. 
but she never does get to reveal the long answer, which is a shame. Uh, Kate talks about Adam. My, my boyfriend's Adam, and he's a hopeless drunk, so it couldn't possibly be him. <laughs> <laughs> he never used to be, but things changed in the recent times. Yeah, they, they met at the same newspaper firm where Adam was a sports writer for the San Francisco Giants, but you don't need to know about that. His parents are from Seattle. That's basically what she tells us. And then Dorothy talks about Campbell, says he's an internet entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, and I'm with Campbell. I don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah. I met him I met him yesterday when he moved in. <laughs> yeah, I met him at a yoga class a month ago. Yeah. And she doesn't and know his last name. And they all go, OMG. Yeah, Paige isn't happy with that. Says, you are a fucking idiot. That's what she says. You, you fat whore. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, she, none of that. But, you know, it's, it's what she's thinking. Dorothy, she storms out at being called a fat whore and uh, Kate follows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vaughn does take this opportunity to uh, uh, have Paige to himself, uh, Denise Richards. Yeah. And uh, proceeds to sexually harass her, puts his hand on her thigh and she asks him to remove it. And he says, where do you want me to put it? And she says, how about up your ass? It's <laughs> great, great dialogue. He says, where do you think it was before? <laughs> I said, that's where my other one is. <laughs> <laughs> So, Paige, what are we going to do about this? I thought that was your job. You're the detective, right? I'm not talking about the case, Paige. Don't be coy. I'm talking about this. This? Tension. The tension? A sexual tension. Let's be frank. Detective Vaughn, please remove your hand from my thigh. All right. Where would you like me to put it? How about up your ass? Yeah, so the the, the police officer helping them is some sort of pervert. I mean, I mean, come on. Denise Richards is absolutely fantastic in this film. She's beautiful. Oh, that, that allows the policeman to sexually assault her then, does it? Uh, well, I don't know if it's sexual <laughs> I put assault. It to you. I, mean, I put on. it to you, Your Honour. <laughs> this girl is fit. So I was allowed to put my hand on her thigh when I was... I am an officer of the law. <laughs> After all. <laughs> well, it's the only way I'd have ever spoken to her. Jesus Christ, if I was at school with Denise Richard, I'd be scared shitless of her. Why? I would never have spoken to her, because she's far too attractive for me to have spoken to. I'd have felt sick every time she walked past that South Park thing. That's true, you know, where Stan's sick. It's true. I lived it. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able. I wouldn't have been able to speak to Denise Richards ever. What even now to this day? No, unless she's listening now and then sends like a an Instagram message. But if she, maybe she'll no. send a videotape. <laughs> it's just a <her> pissing. <laughs> <laughs> Match made be, in heaven. To be fair, that would be my favourite video ever. Oh, God. <laughs> Hi, Ken. I'm nearly seven foot tall. <laughs> I'm Denise Richards. I'm seven foot and I'm having a piss. You, <laughs> I can only imagine the response video. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Anyway, uh, the Cupid Killer sneaks into Kate's apartment building. 
goes into her apartment, picks up an iron. For some reason, the iron's on and smoke. I mean, we saw this earlier when she was in her apartment beforehand that she leaves the iron on for some reason. And it's on now and it's smoking. And uh, the killer goes into her uh, bedroom and Gary's there. He's trying on Kate's underwear, her tights and things like that. It's him. It turns out it's Gary, the one that was stealing her underwear. Ken. It's Don't you. you You're doing this. Uh, he ex- he tries to explain himself, says he's not well. <laughs> no, he doesn't explain how he got in the fucking apartment. No. Doesn't stop the Cupid killer, though. He strikes Gary in the face with the iron, burns his face. <laughs> burns his face, burns it. Yeah, just puts the iron on his face, starts burning him, and then... T- so what does he hit? He starts hitting him with something. What is that? Is that the iron as well? Or it's, it's the else? iron, yeah. Yeah, he uses yeah. the iron. He just, just starts swinging it with the cord. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Just starts beating Gary to death with it. Which seems fair. He does it a lot of times, actually. He's got a lot of uh, swings on that. Yeah. I quite liked it. Does anyone ever find out about Gary? It doesn't seem so. I don't think anyone gives a fuck, do they? No one yeah, cares. But later on, we, we go back to Kate's apartment no, no, it's all it's all tidied up because she looks at the iron and it's like his cord is all wrapped up nice and neat. Yeah. And she looks at it like, that's weird. I always leave that in a dangerously switched on and burning fashion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How yes. weird that it's now not going to threaten to burn down everything I own. This is safe. This is too safe for my apartment. Yeah. Who the hell's done this? Anyway, Adam shows up at Kate's and uh, he mentions that he was picked up and questioned by Vaughn. And uh, they exchange Valentine's Day gifts. Uh, he get, he gets uh, an IOU. No, yeah, he gets an IOU, and she gets a heart-shaped lollipop. Yeah, so neither of them have really bothered to spend anything. No, which is fair enough. It's a bit of a fucking con, isn't it, Valentine's Day? Yeah, well, whoever's writing the card's gone to a lot more expense and extravagance than these two. Yeah, she should be with him or her. He's trying to, this, I mean, this guy's trying to win her back, and that's what he gets her. Fucking sweet. Yeah, well, she got him an IOU. Yeah, she can do what she wants. She's got the power in this relationship right now. Yeah. He's trying to win her back. So let's see how that works. It's always the woman got the power on this one. Uh, Kate finds Paige waiting in her apartment, uh, nearly beats her to death with the iron as well, to be honest, because she thinks she's an intruder. She does mention as well that Vaughn, the policeman, tried to sort of harass her sexually, and uh, Kate kind of just blames her for it. You notice that <laughs> she's like, yeah, it's yeah, well, uh, vi- victim blame, isn't it? Yeah, she was like, yeah, well, you you were wearing a dress or whatever the hell she says. Yeah, well, you are ridiculously attractive, Your Honor. <laughs> See, uh, might work, might have worked back then. They get a call from Dorothy anyway that uh, says that Campbell was questioned and he's he's been told to stay in town for a few days by Vaughn, and then they actually do get a call for uh, a call from Vaughn afterwards. Tells him that he they actually found Mark uh, Jason Marquette and took him in for questioning and told them not to go anywhere alone. But as is always the case in these films, there's a big party going on. Oh yeah, what's the party for? Valentine's Day. Yeah, <laughs> it's at Dorothy's mansion, big massive fucking mansion. Yeah, Buffalo uh, Soldier. Place. Oh. Um, yeah, Buffalo Towers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that morning, we see we see Campbell and Dorothy. They exchange gifts. Yeah, they exchange gifts as well. She's got him a lovely watch. Yeah, very nice. They have yeah. sex. Disappointing yeah, well, sex. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's my middle name. <laughs> she says, don't worry about it. She goes and has a shower. Campbell whips the door open, offers her a towel. 
and gives her a present. Yeah, Which this is my turn. A Cupid necklace. <gasps> oh my goodness. Could it be a red herring? Yes. <laughs> Campbell, he take, he's got a phone. Anyway, he walks off, doesn't he? What does he say? I can't remember what he says to her. He just fucks off, doesn't he? Goes to the, the guest house he's staying in. He's, he said he's, he's going to go and work out before an important business meeting. Oh, yeah. That's all he says. And he is on. He is uh, it, taking a phone call. And it's, he's basically, we find out that, that Ruthie was telling the truth and that Campbell is a con man and he wants to transfer uh, money from Dorothy's dad's account. He's got all of his information. Yeah, shyster. Dorothy actually calls him to the intercom and asks him to go and fix the pilot light for the main house as it's lost its hot water. So he's got to go down into the basement. and. Yeah, he said, um, I, th- I think he got one of the questions wrong, didn't he? One of the security questions of uh, where, are you, where are you from or something. He didn't fucking know. Yeah, he got the age. He got the date of birth right, didn't he? And he, the mother's maiden name, but he, he didn't get the, what city were you born in or something what, like what's that? What's your hometown, buddy? What is your favourite colour? Yeah, he got that one wrong. That was <laughs> one of the security questions of uh, Dorothy's dad. <laughs> He's a very simple man. <laughs> what is your quest? Uh, anyway, he, he goes uh, goes to set the pilot light back on. and uh, Yeah, it's, it's like matches, isn't it? It's, it's like an old, old school matches and gas. Yeah. Which is odd in a big fucking mansion like that. Yeah, that's what I thought. But you know, it's, it's in the it's in the guest house. Who cares? It's, he he lights the pilot light again. Says, "Oh, maybe I can get a Porsche out of this." And uh, in the background, we see uh, Cupid's behind him. Yeah, just slams an axe straight through his spine. Yeah, and that's the end of Campbell. Yeah, well, he was he was a no gooder, wasn't he? Yeah, no good. I like the fact that um, he he dies about five minutes after presenting a Cupid necklace. Like, could he be the killer? Oh no, no, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> You're still pondering it when yeah. he's killed. I was. I was. I was thinking, yes. And I was trying to backstory how he could have done the rest of it. And then he just got an axe in his back and he's dead. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Perhaps then. not. Yeah. Back back to back to Jason Marquette for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, we cut to the evening and uh, Kate, she turns up. She's got Adam with her. Kate turns up with Brian. And Brian's like, Gordon's alive. <laughs> <laughs> What? It's clearly not him. Is it not Brian Blessed? Not this time. No, imagine, no. Imagine if Brian was played <laughs> just, by Brian Blessed. Just dressed in full Voltan uniform. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His Desert wings. Denise Richards. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a date that would be. There you are. Anyway, they turn up to the party. Uh, a note I did make is that this music is surely not to everyone. Like everyone's dancing, having a great time. This is like yeah, I got that. Yeah, it's, it's some quality industrial metal, isn't it? Yeah, and I was yeah, like, I, I wrote that down. I, th- I like, thought this is great music. Yeah, it's like this. This wouldn't be playing at a party like this with these people there. No, I, I actually thought it'd be quite good. That yeah, I like the fact as well that Campbell's not there, and it's eleven p.m. Yeah. So he's like, he's, oh, I'm sure he's still coming. And it's yeah. only 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 then Adam arrives and says, oh, you made it. It's like, it's 11 p.m. Where the fuck's everyone been? <laughs> Where else has everyone been? Yeah, it's, it's very, very unusual. But, you know, still, still hoping Campbell turns up. Well, Dorothy, she's drinking alone and she, she assumes that uh, Campbell's dumped her and, and left. Um, yeah, meanwhile, we get a, a little solo dance from Paige, which, uh, which is nice. It's irrelevant, irrelevant to everything, but... 
you know, it's Denise you Richards dancing. It. Yeah, it's Denise Richards dancing slowly and seductively to industrial metal music. It's worth <laughs> yeah, mentioning. I think that I think that's worth mentioning. Uh, Brian turns up. <laughs> Voltan. Yeah. He turns up and uh Paige <laughs> So he shouts. Why don't we go upstairs, Paige? And uh got something to show you. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does have something to show her. And uh he takes her upstairs. And it turns out that the thing he had to show her was his penis. Yeah, <laughs> it was a surprise to me. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be just that obvious. I, I thought it was going to be something, you know. I thought he was going to give her a gift first and then show her his penis. But yeah, uh, no. he, uh, he, he just skipped the gift and uh, there it is. Blessed's penis. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. Well, wax it. Which is an unusual thing to say, even not in his voice. Even in the actual Brian's voice, where he just says, aren't you going to wax it? Yeah. And she she tricks Brian into taking his clothes off first and uh, uh, ties him up, blindfolds him, gets a candle from the side. And and, uh, because uh, Brian asked her to wax it, (laughs) she, uh, she pours hot candle wax all over his dick. Mm. <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, uh, as, as I've said before, some people would pay good money for that. She leaves and Brian uh, is just tied to... Imagine, Ken, you, you're you the parents of Dorothy. You turn up <laughs> after this party and you see Brian Blessed naked <laughs> t- t- tied to the, your your marital bed, blindfolded, with mm-hmm. candle wax all over his cock and balls. Well, it is, it is weird because you would have <laughs> assumed you would have assumed that that would all be uh, like cleared away, but nobody ever seems to have found Brian. No, I think he's there to this day. No one's in it again, and like the house is like other people are otherwise occupied, and nobody actually ever goes up to see where Brian is or what's happening to Brian. So yeah, as far as we know, he was still there when when the police finally arrived. <laughs> Brian Blessed tied up in the bedroom. A woman poured wax on my penis. <laughs> my cockle shell bay. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Where uh, Ruthie, she turns up. She's at the party and she she confronts Dorothy. I don't know why she's mad at Dorothy when it's obviously Campbell that's the fucking shyster. How does she know where Dorothy lives and that she's having a party? How, do, how does she know any of that? don't know. But she spots that Dorothy's wearing the, the uh, Cupid necklace and says that that was hers. And don't you see? He's playing you. He, he's after you for your trust for nothing else. But uh, Kate and Paige, they turn up and uh, sort of escort her away. Uh, Paige, after that, she decides that that's it. I'm out for the evening. I'm going to go for a dip in the hot tub. Takes a bottle of champers, bottle of champagne. Yeah, and we see Max as well, the the artist from previous. Liz is, um, is it Liz? That's Lily. Oh, Lily, sorry, not Liz, yeah. Uh, he starts flirting with Kate, and uh, he actually does say that Lily didn't go with him to LA. So it, she's actually been missing, and that she's probably dead. <laughs> yeah, probably just dead. Yeah, and that's when Kate realizes that maybe Jeremy's at the party. Jeremy Melton, remember him? Oh, from sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were so we were so mean to him. 
I think yeah. I know what he looks like as well. He's just the same age, but with a moustache drawn on yeah. his face. No, no glasses on, moustache. <laughs> and a Beatles think, wig. Yeah, why don't we just look for him? Either that or Mr. T, which, whichever one we see first. <laughs> if either of them are here, it's probably him. <laughs> Can I imagine Mr. T writing these <laughs> Valentine's cards? <laughs> Roses are red, sucker. <laughs> anyway, we cut to... Love is an arduous trek, fool. <laughs> I pity the arduous trek, fool. <laughs> anyway, Ruthie, it's her turn to die next. She she turns up in the billiard room, has a look round. Meanwhile, the Cupid killer... Oh, she's having a snoop, isn't she? She's yeah, having a she's little having a snoopy round. snooper. Does, actually, does she not find old Brian Blessed with his cock out? She finds Campbell, I think. Does she? Yeah, she oh, finds I th- him I in thought the she upsta- I thought she went upstairs and then just thought, oops. No, no, that's only when she runs away. I thought, oh, oh, I think oh yeah, maybe. maybe. Maybe nobody finds him, I don't know. Anyway, the, the Cupid killer's sort of dragging a corpse through the the billiard room, like, and uh, Ruthie sees him, and she doesn't immediately run or think, oh, this is a bit weird. She's just like, who are you? Yeah, who are you supposed to be? Yeah, gives him time to set the, I think it's like a maid, isn't it? Just like put put the maid down that he's carrying through the thing and then gets his yeah, that was Yeah, that was the maid that Dorothy was very rude to, even though she was quite nice enough to, you know, just do the job. She yeah. seemed to hate Dorothy because Dorothy's a bitch. And uh, we get a, you know, Ruthie running away from the killer. Uh, she hits him with the pool cue. It's quite a good hit, actually, as well. I thought that one, that looked quite good. That was, it's like, as as they usually are, they're like totally useless when it comes to facing somebody. She actually hits him quite well in the face. I liked it. Yeah, she, she makes a run for it. She goes in, she ends up in the sauna hiding, and that's where she finds Campbell's corpse. Oh no! Sorry, she hides in the shower room, doesn't she? She finds Campbell's corpse in the sauna. She uh, she hides in the shower room, and uh, Cupid eventually finds her, throws her through a shower door, and uh, best death of the of the film for me. Yeah, it was a good one, a, actually. And yeah. a glass shard on the floor there that's yeah, sticking just up. Push, pushes her neck into it, doesn't he? Yeah, and you see it like a lot of the deaths in this one. We don't really see any of the the actual gore or anything, do you? No, this this one was a good one. Uh, cut to Kate. She's she takes a call from the policeman again. No, uh, she calls the pol- does she call the policeman? She calls the policeman and tells him about Lily. And then Vaughn says that they had to release uh, Jason because he's clean. And he says that he's on the way to the party now. So, you know, hold on to your dick. I am. We see Adam as well. He's hitting the. He's uh, he's drinking. Oh man, I thought he was doing so well. Uh, Kate's really angry because she sees Adam and he's drinking at the bar. But you've brought him to a, a house party. You know he's a recovering alcoholic. Free drink everywhere. And then she's angry at him. He said he changed. Okay, I don't know. Seems seems harsh to to put him in that situation, then bollock him when he relents. But you know, it's just me, I guess. That's women, mate. It's not just you. That's bloody women. <laughs> For any women listening out there, <laughs> it's you, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? You know what I'm talking about. We get probably the most famous scene in the film now, the one that most people remember anyway, which is Denise Richards. She's uh, <laughs> in a hot tub yeah of course of course that's, that's why it's remembered she's got the bottle of champagne with her and she she sees that there's a rose waiting for her at the edge of the uh at the edge of the hot tub which is weird because she's been in that hot tub all the time and yeah. it's right in front of her i think she turns yeah. and looks behind her and when she does that suddenly that appears there she's incredibly nimble fleet of foot and this this is actually the kind of thing this is how i'd managed to speak to denise richards doing this what, killing her in a hot tub? <laughs> <laughs> you old romantic. <laughs> Hello? 
Hello? Does someone want to be my valentine? She goes to investigate anyway. She she does the, do you want to be my valentine line? Before I watched this film, it's the only thing I, can, I could really remember from this film was her saying that saying the line out loud. And uh, Cupid uh, appears and starts choking her, throws her in the hot tub and, and locks the, the lid of the hot tub shut, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> yeah, gets a power drill. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know, I don't know where that's come from either. Why is that in the bloody hot tub room? Yeah. Starts stabbing through the uh, the lid with it. Uh, eventually, he does end up. Uh, does he catch her in the in the shoulder or something in, in the arm? Uh, yes, yes, he does. He does pierce flesh. Yeah, and then opens it and ends up just throwing the fucking drill inside. Like, oh yeah, there you go. The surge of electricity from the the drill actually knocks the power out of the house. So uh, obviously, everyone just leaves instantly. They're like, all oh, right, party's <laughs> over. <laughs> they do. Yeah, I thought that. I thought, God, they're evacuating that quickly. Yeah, except for Kate and Dorothy who are still there. Uh, they're looking around, looking for um, Paige, I think. They're looking for Adam, looking for everyone, really, aren't they? Yeah, they're looking for other people we've seen already in the film. And Kate and Dorothy, they start to accuse each other's boyfriends that maybe they're the killers. You know, maybe they could have had plastic surgery. Which is, is true. I mean, the policeman suggested that could have happened, in which case, how was the point of showing photographs of everyone? And at this place is when Dorothy sort of breaks down and, and says about the fact that she was fat as a kid and she was um he, he, always she's like the loser of yeah she always she actually lists the combination uh, and the traits of each one of the five girls i mean why i mean why should i why should the fat girl get a turn huh what oh come on kate you've always been the popular one and shelly was always the brainy one and lily was the fun one and Paige was the sexy one and i was the big fat one and as far as you're concerned, that's exactly the way that it is. Well, you know what? Screw all of you. Uh, Kate calls Vaughn again, um, but she gets his voicemail. But she also hears a ringing outside. <clears throat> she goes out and she goes to the pond. That's where the ringing takes her. And the phone's just on the side there. And she gets the voicemail. And uh, floating in the pond is Adam's IOU. And she oh. looks it out. And as she does, a decapitated head floats up, and it is the head of the policeman Vaughn. Oh, Jesus. That's the last thing she wanted to see. Maybe her own head would have been the last thing she wanted to see. <laughs> that would have been a very odd thing. That would have been, uh, I'm I'm in your house for a bit. She, she runs back into the house. Adam shows back up. They start slow dancing inexplicably. Yeah, uh, Adam at this point is being incredibly odd, just for seemingly for the sake of it. And I'm yeah, guessing he's, he's supposed to be hammered, is he? Drunk? I, I don't know. I, I thought that. I thought, is this what he's like when he's drunk? Where he kind Just of slow dancing, you slow dancing fool, alludes to the fact that he's possibly a killer in this situation. He says that Kate's the only good thing in his life, and then he loves her. Well, it, it, before that, he actually says, "You're the only one I care for. <laughs> all the others can die for all I care," <laughs> which seems a bit weird, <laughs> seeing as they are doing. Yeah, she needs that's, that's why he shouldn't drink. Yeah. And uh, she she runs away from him. I mean, he does follow her. He asks her what the hell's going on, which is a fair question. I mean, if he's not the killer, he's yeah. just turned up drunk to dance with her and she's need him in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I, I have written that as well. Yeah, it's a fair question. And then she runs away from him again. She finds Paige dead. She finds Ruthie, I think, as well. Adam's following her some more. He asks why she wants to hurt him. Yeah, that's true. 
Is this all flooding back to you, is it? She, um, she responds by uh, smashing a champagne <laughs> bottle over his face. <laughs> yeah. So maybe she, doesn't want to, maybe she doesn't want to hurt him. <laughs> she just can't yeah. help herself. <laughs> Which, again, uh, I, th- I thought, if he's innocent, <laughs> this is yeah, a hell of a way a to treat her. <laughs> I was going to say, he's had that's a terrible her, night. That's her boyfriend as well. <laughs> She'd give us all that. I've, I know his parents. We met years ago. It can't possibly be him. However, he's now drunk, so I think it's definitely him, and I shall beat him to death as fast as I can. Kick him in the bollocks and smash a glass over his head, and if that's not enough, I'm going to go and get a fucking pistol. Yeah, I'm now going to threaten to shoot him. Because <laughs> this was mentioned earlier by Dorothy that her father had a gun in the house, so she goes and grabs that. She's making her way upstairs. Um, Adam's nowhere to be seen. And then all of a sudden, the Cupid killer jumps out and tackles her. And they both end up flying down the stairs. They both wake up at the bottom of the stairs there. Kate wakes up first. The mass killer's still on the floor. Um, she looks over at the killer. The killer does the classic, you know, uh, Michael Myers sit-up. Yeah. And as uh, the killer does that, uh, the gun, you hear the gun go off. Six shots right in the, in the chest of the killer. It falls down dead. And it's Adam, he's got the gun. She obviously dropped the gun at the top of the stairs there and Adam picked it up and shot the killer. Um, Kate apologises to Adam and Adam removes the Cupid mask to reveal... Sorry, yes, sorry I uh, hit you square in the nuts and then smashed a champagne bottle across your face. But, you know, you have been a little bit weird. Yeah. So naturally I thought you were the uh, murderer of all my friends from childhood. Yeah, and Adam. He's like, that's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I deserved it for <laughs> having like, that's, one too that's, many drinks. That's fair enough. I did have a drink. <laughs> yeah, he removes the Cupid mask to reveal the genitalia of the corpse from earlier. That's who's been doing this all. <laughs> <laughs> right where the face should be. Yeah, and his his legs are through the armholes. No, um. <laughs> it was Shelley and her genius uh, pathology. <laughs> she's she's transplanted the genitals into the face area. She's just some sort of crazy genius. Yeah, it's actually it was Dorothy. Oh my, what? It was Dorothy all along, Ken. Don't you see? This makes no sense whatsoever to me. And I've seen the film. Well, anyway, after Adam, he calls the cops. He's hugging Kate on the stairs there. And she just she just doesn't understand why Dorothy would murder all those people. Uh, he knows exactly why and tells us exactly why. What does he say, Ken? Uh, just because, you know, she's just annoyed about she shit. She's fat. Yeah. <laughs> she used to be fat, didn't she? So, you know, you deserved it. The end. Yeah. And just decide, <laughs> you know, anger. Just, just anger. Resentment. Rejection. Rejection. And she was going to do something about it. And, uh... They say that they love each other and they, they, they she hug. Said, she said, but we were friends. And he said, well, maybe that wasn't enough. Maybe she wanted you to be lovers. <laughs> Valentine too. The lesbian diaries. <laughs> they hug each other. And uh, as they're sitting there and you hear the, the sort of sirens, I think, uh, blood starts dripping onto Kate's face that she doesn't seem to realize no, she's happening. not noticed that she's in a state of shock literally a lot of blood is is on her face and she doesn't realize and we pan up to see that adam's nose is bleeding revealing that adam was actually jeremy melton and he's just got away with murder <laughs> and that's the end of the film it's alive it's alive it's alive
what do you think then, Ken? I, I liked it. I thought it was yeah. good. I thought it was a good film. It's uh, it's of its time, but uh, no, it's like with like technology and stuff. It's not a, it's not a slur on the film at all. I think, but with technology and everything, how that advanced and stuff with the, the turbo dating and the and the videos of each other and all that sort of stuff. But no, I I liked it. I think it's a good film. I think it, it's it's well done. I think the killing could have been a bit more graphic. But uh, other than that, I think it's got solid, if somewhat elaborate, plotting. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, we've got a 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb and 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Yeah, I think that's, that's harsh, man. You know what I think? I think if this had come out in the 70s, 80s, I think this would have been remembered a lot more fondly, I think. I think the fact that it came out after Scream and, like, what was this, 2001? So this was right at the the sort of death of the slasher genre. You know, it had run its course. Scream revived it, and then four million slashers later, everyone was done with it, I think. But, you know, I thought it, it didn't try and be Scream like everything else did around that time. No, that's what I mean. I think they played it quite straight. And had that urban legend probably a bit more had the commercial success and that did get the sequels and everything but that did have the referencing though didn't it you see so yeah not a, not a bad one not a bad one at all it's alive it's alive it's alive uh, I've actually I've got an apology to make for the last film pitch we did I did say that I would issue an apology um, we omitted Carl Weathers from our previous film pitch Blood Delirium I'd like to think he was always going to be there yeah, or he may just have requested a week off, you know, due to family commitments, uh, grievance, perhaps. Um, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not all about what you want, listeners. <laughs> Think about Carl for a change. <laughs> uh, no, no, the reason we omitted him was because uh, we really rushed that uh, last one because uh, I had to get home so I could be uh, reprimanded for staying out too long. <laughs> <laughs> peek behind the curtain of the bad movie yes box. yes that's a little bit of the dynamic that we've got going on here apparently we've got personal lives and all that shit getting in the way sorry about that but yeah i think i think dumb's right if he's always in it yeah he, he would have been uh the ponytail guy i think you know the boyfriend yeah i mean i mean carl actually contacted us uh, himself and said you know what the fuck and uh yeah, yeah but he, he understood he understood. He stopped uh, standing outside my house at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was unrelated to what we've just said. <laughs> he just contacted us and said, "What the fuck? <laughs> How can you keep mentioning me? What the hell are these bloody Photoshop fo- uh, pictures doing on the internet?" Do you ever wonder what he would think about it if he saw it? <laughs> the, the podcast, I mean, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right. Oh, I'll stop laughing then. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Because I, I shouldn't think he'll ever know that this exists, <laughs> which is a shame. Yeah, maybe it's for the best. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame for us, but probably for the best for him. I mean, someone someone said to me, um, what, like, if you could have a, a guest on, any guest, who would it be? Would it be Carl Weathers? And I'd be like, what the hell would we say to him? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't really open for guest spots, is it, this podcast? <laughs> I wouldn't know what to say. No, no, I wouldn't exactly. have a clue. What the hell would you say to them? I wouldn't them have a clue. Just like, how, how is it going? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Carl. So we, we're we're going to f- do a film pitch. If you'd like to join in, it's uh, about a dwarf, Michael Myers. Um, <laughs> You're in a cupboard. 
<laughs> and you say thinklage. <laughs> if robots could, you say, can you say, am I money? Yeah, could you please just say that? Well, let's get a sound bite. The only thing I'd like Carl Weathers to do for this podcast is, um, you know, like a, a plug, like, hi, this is Carl Weathers and you're listening to. That would be the only involvement I'd want from him. I, think, I wouldn't want him to be involved. I think, actually, Homicide Worldwide had a look for us <laughs> a few months ago, and I think that would cost about $3,000 for well through spent. his agent. Yeah, through his agent, I think, if you wanted him to do something like that. For a one-sentence yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so, yeah. I mean, Money for old rope, fair play to him. No, you'd have thought he'd have bought something more useful than old rope. You know, he can buy what he wants with it. He's a he's yeah. a wealthy man. But yeah, yeah, we, we we could get him on. But uh, as you, as you say, that would be the extent of it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. We'd we'd have to get some uh, a crowdfunder. We'd have to get all that stuff going on. Kickstarter, get get him involved, get him to say that, and uh, <laughs> raise his memory. Ask him, please, to not listen to the podcast. I think we've been nothing but. Oh no, hang on, no, yeah, we do say he rapes us. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say we've been nothing but complimentary, <laughs> but we are frequently the victim of Carl Weathers' rape, <laughs> which we've Sorry, accepted. God. I don't know why he can't. We have. <laughs> yeah, if anything, it's us that should be upset about it. <laughs> anyway, what what are we doing? I don't know. See you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Film pitch. Oh yeah. All right. Well, Carl Weathers is not in it. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Uh, right, I've got two options for you, and I've uh, I've not really fleshed out either of them. So uh, I'll th- I'll throw it out to you and see see what you think for the film pitch. Right, I've got either a no. straight, <laughs> okay, <laughs> a Homer. <laughs> no, I've got a straight sequel where we just pick this up. Like now, or I've got a totally different film centering around Valentine's. So is the sequel just Valentine Two? Um, Valentine Part Two. Yeah, okay. yeah. What's, I, I, I what's, can't think of anything else clever to call it. You know. Uh, what's the the other one? Uh, it's it's just a totally new film. I've not even got a title for it. <laughs> it's so new. It's almost as if I've just said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of a new film, and that's it. <laughs> I know you don't prep this, Ken, but even for you. <laughs> no, uh, that's why I get kicked out of the uh, the studio exec's office. <laughs> Got an idea for a new film. Okay, go for it. No, that's it. That's it. <laughs> something that's else. Got for you. Yeah, you know, there's loads of films all about something else. <laughs> No. Okay. Oh, have you got I'll a be, plot? You I'll mean? be a bit more. No. I'll be a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Carl Weathers. He's attached. That's it. <laughs> it's Carl Weathers talk, talking about love. <laughs> Hour and a half. <laughs> Tom Hardy did it in Lark. I'm not just what? about love. He, he did a one man film, didn't he, where he was just driving home for an hour and a half. No, you're thinking of driving home for Christmas. That's a song. Oh, yeah. It was Chris Ray. It wasn't Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't an hour and a half either, was it? It was about three and a half minutes. It depends how if you have it on repeat. Sorry? It depends if you put it on repeat. What? <laughs> <laughs>
Brilliant. There we go. Thank you. Um, no, no. Okay, right. I have now got a title for the film. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, and I, I, I did write this down. Actually, it's just "Love Hurts." Oh, the the tagline for yeah. Valentine. Yeah. So it's actually the title of this one, and also the tagline. This isn't about Carl Weathers raping us again, is it? <laughs> no, it's not centered around that. No, but you know that. that <laughs> There's always that risk. <laughs> you never know. You can't rule it out. Can't rule it out. Foreboding terror. Our track record. <laughs> <laughs> All he wants is for us to get results. Yeah, <laughs> it's easy. If we played by the book and did it, we'd be safe. I know. When will we ever learn? Anyway, so yeah, so that that's the new film. So we either Love go, we, we either go straight sequel. Yeah. Where we do get um, the guy from. Uh, Buffy and Angel that I can't say his name. David Boreanis. Yes, that's him. Boreanis, he's in. A, he's in a new pro. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, we'll call him Dave. Stop showing off, Davey B. We'll call him Dave yeah. B. Uh, he's Dave in a new sh- new show. <laughs> I'm trying to plug his new show here. Oh, sorry, Davey. You know he's been in, he's been in contact. He says don't call me Davey Bollocks, but if you could mention me new show. <laughs> Oh shit! I know. I don't know how he knew. Uh, yeah, he's in a new new show called Navy Seals. What's that about? <laughs> Aquatic assassins. Oh yes, <laughs> they're just uh, blue, blue, blue coloured seals. <laughs> Nothing to do with the uh, the armed forces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've just been like pigment. The kids film. malfunction. Uh, there is a there is a uh, a kids film called Seal Team actually that de- that deals with the same thing. It's quite funny. Yeah, we we should do a a, a kids film Navy Seals and they're just dark blue seals. <laughs> yeah, it is, there's a dolphin in Seal Team and they call him Dolph and uh, it is voiced by Dolph Lundgren. Oh, that's brilliant. That's yeah. better than what we're doing here. Exactly. Stop mentioning yeah, so. things that's better than this. Well, Come stop on. stop mentioning things that already exist. Damn it. Yeah. That's why I went for a new film, see? Go <laughs> <laughs> you come up with that, then it's just so broad that they've got to think, well, I like new stuff. Which one do you want then, anyway? Straight sequel or uh, Love Hurts? We'll start with Love Hurts, and if it's awful, we'll just transition into uh, <laughs> Okay, <sequel>. well, <laughs> it won't take long. <laughs> Which one do you prefer from your pictures? Uh, I've, I've written nothing other than straight sequel and new film. <laughs> So, Excellent. <laughs> I'm easy, to be honest. We could start a new film and then involve people from the sequel. Okay. Anyway, Love Hurts. You ready? Yeah. Obviously, that lends itself to the uh, to the theme tune or the uh, the the fi- film theme film theme of the song Love, Love Hurts. Of, that's the beauty there. Uh, by Nazareth. Obviously, I want the La- Na- Nazareth version. Mm. It's the best yeah, yeah. version for me. Plus, um, it's, a, it's a horror film, isn't it? We can't have bloody Roy Orbison Roy Orbison crooning <laughs> in a bloody horror film. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we can have another song by Roy later on. Okay, uh, we can have it at the end credits where he sings "It's Over." All oh, right. Yeah, we just get him involved somehow. Yeah, yeah. Thought you were going to do a Pretty Woman or something? No, do you know I've never seen Pretty Woman. No, the song by Roy. Yeah, I've never seen that either. <laughs> Neither's he. <laughs> hey, come on. Sorry. Sorry, Roy. Um what are we doing? <laughs> new new film. Um, new film, Love new, Hurts. Go on, new film. 
Yep, Love Hurts. Uh, so obviously that does come into play, the song. Uh, but the plot, such as it is, there's a guy, an ordinary guy, and I'm open to all casting on this. Okay, I've, I've got very little plot and no casting whatsoever. Okay. There's a guy. His wife is very, very ill. How ill? Very, very. Oof. I know, yeah, serious stuff. Is it COVID? It's worse. Good God. I know, yeah. We didn't even we didn't even thought about this when we were worrying about COVID, but she's got mm. worse than that. And I don't know what it is because I'm not a scientist, god damn it. Right. Nor does he. He doesn't know either. Although he is a surgeon. Oh. Actually, yeah, yeah, he's a surgeon, so he probably does know. Right. His wife needs multiple organ transplants and maybe more than that. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> Love the pauses in the very odd places and maybe more than that. <laughs> yeah, I should have written it as a whole sentence. I think I ran out of space. <laughs> I put them that on a separate page. <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, okay. So he kills people and takes their organs and other things. Yeah. <laughs> Limbs. What is she? Would she get where did he find her? A fucking kinder egg. Who <laughs> assembler? Okay, right, so she's not real. <laughs> He's making a wife. What, like Frankenstein? Yes. Frankenstein's bride? Yes, he's making a wife for himself, uh, like Bride of Reanimator, like Frankenstein, like Frankenhooker. Like Weird Science. Like Yeah, like, like all of those, but so much better, because it's a serious, serious film. Right. Without any comedy moments well 100 percent playing it straight what's what's so what's the name of the character uh i haven't got that written down i've got some uh ideas excellent well, i was on. waiting for that oh okay well that's it what do you mean carry on that's it that's it that's the plot <sighs> what what more do you want what more do you want he's going around killing people stealing bits of them so, uh, what do you reckon to this for a name? Mm-hmm. For, for the character. He's a doctor, right? He is. We've got Dr. Small Favor. Oh. It's hyphenated last name. Nice. What's his first name or does it matter? Ivor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ivor Small Favor. Yeah. He keeps asking people <laughs> or he kills them. So Ivor is going to be played by. So I don't want to go keep going back to the same names. I want some fresh blood in there. What about Larry Fishburn? You think he'd be in? You have to call him Lawrence, um, obviously. No, no, fuck that then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was part of his contract. Charlie Sheen. I was thinking, you know, Charlie Sheen. I was thinking him because he was in the film called Navy Seals. Yeah. So imagine that oh, yeah. connection. He's jumping out the plane at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, shall we have Charlie right, so Sheen? Charlie, Charlie Sheen as Ivor Small Favour. Doctor. He's in. 
and he's trying to make a wife. Why though? Because he's lonely. He lost and his it's wife. Valentine's Day. He lost his wife and children on Valentine's Day in a harpoon accident. How did, is it, was it an accident? They accidentally get killed by a harpoon. Yeah. How do they all get killed by that? Well, like one after the other, they're all standing in a line. Yeah, in a line. Took yeah. them all out in one. And then stops sad... just at just at uh, Charlie Sheen's like stomach, and he's still got a scar on his stomach there. Oh. Looks like he's got two belly buttons now. <laughs> yeah, that's how we catch him. Well, we, you, the first time you see him, he's there with his finger in his second belly button, just on the sofa, <laughs> looking at his. So he's got his dip. Is what? <laughs> his dip for his, uh, his Doritos. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's drinking on the sofa, finger in second belly button, um, watching his wedding video. That's a sad, sad start. And you say that's the start. Is that the start of the film? Yeah. And he's hotshot surgeon, Ivor Smallfavor. He gets a call at emergency. We need you. We need you in the hospital. And uh, we get in there. Uh, we see a guy, a woman who's been in a, an accident, gets rushed in. Well, it's, it's it's a man and a woman. They're a couple. They were in a horrific car accident. They get brought in. The nurse, played by Kelly LeBrock, looks at the guy's dick. Well, yes, yeah. Make sure he's all right. She's definitely so, signed no. up for this, yeah. Yes, probably. Yeah, I thought she does it for nothing these days. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. <laughs> From what I've heard. <laughs> I saw that written on that bathroom stall as well. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it. <laughs> I thought it was you. <laughs> uh, he comes in, tries to save the, their lives, uh, tries to save the woman's life, and she passes away. And the woman kind of looks a bit like his ex-wife, or his dead wife, not his, I suppose his ex as well. And so uh, he decides to, to take her head. <laughs> That's the first one he gets, you see. Yeah, that seems normal enough. Yeah, a scene sneaking into the morgue. You've got uh, like a half-arse like security guard there. You know, they've always got someone on guard at the morgue doors, haven't they? In these films, and uh, it's Clinton Howard. He lets you know he lets people. He gives him money. They can go and have sex with the the corpses. <laughs> is that a known thing, or is, do we find that out? I don't know. It's, it's in more films than you think, to be honest. Yeah, I imagine it is, yeah. I'm not sure it's in many. So uh, he goes in, he says, oh, no, I'm just going to... Uh, he's, he's, oh, I'm, uh, I'm going bowling after this. He's bought his bowling ball bag. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I like the way you got around that. Yeah, and uh, he says, but I just... Uh, I think I left my, um, you know, my, I don't know, bowling buffer. Is that what you call it? Bowling ball buffer? I'm not sure it's, what I, it's not what I call it, but, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the, the pros do. I've left that in the morgue, you see. I was buffing my bowling ball in there earlier. <laughs> I've been buffing my balls in the yes. morgue earlier on. And Clint says, oh, yeah, go right in, Dr. Small. I've got a small favour to ask you. That's what, that's what Charlie Sheen <laughs> yeah. says when he turns up. I have a small favour. He says, go yeah. on. <laughs> he goes in. Out of the bowling ball bag comes a tiny saw, you know, like one of those bone saws from upstairs, and uh, saws the woman's head off. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was thinking, what's that doing in the bag? Well, there's a head not in it, but he hasn't got yeah. it yet. Okay. No, right, he hasn't. Yeah. No. Ah, okay. Who, who plays the wife and a subsequent head and then new wife? Uh, 
I don't know, just some like model type. I mean, she doesn't have to speak. She's just a head, really. Oh, what? So and, she's yeah. not going to come back. She will come back, but you know, she's plus she's also in the like the pre-death scenes, isn't she? Before, or is it, oh, is yeah, it always post-death? Is it just harpooned, and that's the end? Or do we get to see them be harpooned? I'd kind of like to get to see it. Yeah, yeah I'd we like get to, to see, see them harpooned. Yeah. But again, you know, she'll probably have a couple of lines there. You don't need to massively good at acting. She could just say shit, a harpoon. Shit, a harpoon. Is that her, like, exclamation? <laughs> <laughs> no, there'd be, there'd be an exclamation after shit. She wouldn't just, oh, say, right. she wouldn't just say shit, a harpoon. <laughs> so, yeah, cuts her head off, leaves, like, see you later, Clint. Oh, you know, whatever his name is. Maybe Ron. <laughs> He's stopped doing that to him. Poor guy. <laughs> it's going to be Ron. I'll see you later, Ron. And he leaves. And then Clint notices, um, uh, you know, there's a, a little drip of blood like on the, the floor coming out of the bag as he's left. And Clint goes in and decides to investigate, gets the old torch on, sees there's one that uh, looks like it's been disturbed, takes the sheet off. And uh, where the head was, it's a, the bowling ball with the three holes facing outwards and the, a wig on it. <laughs> so he actually did bring a bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> so he's put like fake eyelashes on the two holes at the top, lipstick around the, the bottom one and a wig. <laughs> That's a lot of effort, isn't it? <laughs> Considering as, as soon as they have a look, they'll know it's a bowling ball. <laughs> well, Clint doesn't. He just... <laughs> he just goes, oh, okay. Yeah, just covers it back actually, up. Actually... Yeah, he like does a little glance round and uh, bends down, gives a little kiss. Oh, that's that's Clint. He sticks his tongue in the little mouth hole there, and then puts does the he sheet go, back over. Does he go? He goes, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, puts the thing back over and goes back to his desk. So you know, it's a good thing he did doll up the bowling ball, as I like to call it. Yeah, well, it's unlikely Clint Howard would molest an ugly bowling ball these days. <laughs> he's got his pick in there, hasn't he? He's done all right for himself. <laughs> so so uh, that's that's the head, and then you, you know you're going to get scenes of him after you know. Um, Who Clint? A woman. No, no, Charlie Sheen. Oh right, it's Clint Howard. Not gone in it anymore. Oh, he's right, it, okay. That's it. He's, he's a little cameo. You know, he sees a woman with a with a, a nice arm, but not a nice right arm. So he just <laughs> takes the one. Does he kill her? <laughs> so he just remove her arm as he walks past. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he ne- he needs. You know what? He needs uh, a horror like a stalker costume. So what are we thinking? Charlie Sheen stalker costume. Are we going with uh, nappy, <laughs> wings, <laughs> <laughs> bow and arrow? Yes. And, and, and like shirtless and no sh- shoes on or anything. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. Okay. What about the mask? No, Did he hasn't got one. To Valent- no, he <laughs> <laughs> it's just Charlie Sheen in a nappy walking around. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, uh, you know, there's a maybe a prostitute with a very really nice right arm because she that's her working arm, you know. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen them. Yeah, and you know, cuts cuts her arm, you know, chasing her down the side streets of the city, wherever the hell they are, cuts her arm off. <laughs> He's nappy. <laughs> You know, <laughs> with these gold wings flapping. <laughs> uh, okay, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's a diaper, um, by the way. A nappy is a diaper. Oh, yeah. For, the, diaper. Uh, for our American listeners. Yeah. 
And uh, what he's done as well is he's turned his car into a cloud. You know, like they they turn a, <laughs> they turn the van into a dog in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. In this, he's turned his he's got like a a scooter that he's got it turns into a cloud. All right, so it's not a car. No, no, we're going scooter Has or skateboard. Got... <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> scooter with um, sidecar. Obviously, right, he's got he's to put his. It's no, nobody's up there. Yeah, oh. just like body bits. With a crash helmet on. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as, as the woman's getting away, you know, bow and arrow in her back. Well, just the arrow, surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's one scene where he, he, he lets go of the bow and not the arrow, and he's just left with the arrow in his hand and the bow goes flying. <laughs> <laughs> it knocks out the woman. Yeah, just hits her in the back. She's like, oh, yeah. bloody hell, what was that? And then, you know, she's she's on the ground after being <laughs> hit with the bow, and then he comes over and just machetes her arm off. Yeah. All uh, practical effects, obviously. He's, he's, he's a surgeon. Would he use a machete? Is he surgically precise, even with a machete? Well, he's not going to talk her through the operation, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's just macheteing her fucking arm off, yeah. Oh, mind you, you're right. Maybe he needs to kidnap them and take them down to his Cupid-themed laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> Where he plays the Nazareth version of Love Hurts. Yes, exactly. On a non-stop loop. Yeah, he just keeps them down there because he needs them alive. Because he needs to do the op- He can't just lop them off and, you know, because uh, who knows how long it's going to take him to collect so, all the body parts. So it's it's a um, tranquilizer arrow. Yes. But... Um, with his surgical precision and his archery skills, just <laughs> paralyzes them when he shoots it into their spine. Yeah, perfect. And then down down in his basement of his massive house, because he's a surgeon, he's obviously got, got a lot of money. Oh, he's got a very big house, yeah. Yeah. Down there, you know, it's uh, like cages for that puts the women and keeps them alive until he's ready to do the whole experiment. What do you think to that? I like it. I think I think he's going to have to wear a coat. He can't just be running around in a, in a diaper. No, he can't be too, have a coat. Be, be too noticeable. Oh, he can't have a coat. Oh, right, no, okay. no, because that gets rid of the whole visual then, doesn't it? He looks just yeah, like no, one of no. those people that flash you if he's wearing a, a yeah, coat. Yeah, but, but when he's in pursuit, it, it, oh, it, it's it open. whips it off. It blows open, you see, to reveal his <laughs> his nakedness. <laughs> They look yeah. down and notice he's got no shoes or socks on. Yeah, it billows behind him. Or has he got those like Roman gladiator sandals? Yes, he has, yeah. Yeah, there's another one where, uh, you know, uh, a th- an amusement park, you know, there's uh, some girls there having a good time. One goes to have a shit. That's one for your list. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm adding that. That's an in- interesting stat. The woman's in the cubicle, you know, a bit like Halloween. Mm-hmm. Then she looks down, she just sees two Roman sandaled feet underneath the door. <laughs> Does she actually have a shit? I'm more interested in that now. Or is she Not just li- on the toilet? She's just on the toilet. Is there a suggestion that it is a shit that she's doing? There's a suggestion of shit, which is so often in in our film pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she kicks the door open thinking it's, you know, you know, who's this weirdo? And it was her mate. Her mate was also, you know, they're they're in Roman sandals, very fashionable, and it's just some woman that she's just knocked to the ground oh and knocked out. She had her uh, iPod on, she was just waiting for the the cubicle to, to be free, you see. <laughs> it was very close, wasn't she? 
Yeah. <laughs> she she was yeah. very close there. Yeah. She has no depth perception. She's lost. She only got eye. one eye. <laughs> yeah. Is that the eye that he wants? No, he doesn't want her because she goes, she's, oh my uh, God, I'm sorry. She's just a collateral damage. Okay. I got you. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. And, and bends down to help her. And uh, as she turns her over, it's a mannequin bowling ball wig on it. <laughs> <laughs> one eye. <laughs> yeah, just the one eyelash. There's one with a plaster over it. And then he appears from the, the stall next to her. Can, can he drop from the ceiling? Yes. Brilliant. And just, and that- you know, just face plants the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Plummets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she, she sees him face down, tries to run past him. He, like, grabs her and then, you know, chloroforms her or whatever. So takes her away, and then obviously her friends are upset. So they, you never guess, but um, they go to the police station. Can you imagine no, that? No. Well, someone had to, I suppose. What they're reporting a murder or just missing? Missing. Yeah. Okay. But they did find the bowling ball. Well, the 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 bowling ball woman. What's the rest of her body made of? The bowling ball woman. Um, new newspaper. But bowling pins. <laughs> Will bowling come back at the end to be a vital clue as to where he is? Well, it's his um, MO so <laughs> yeah, far. But, but why? He likes bowling. Okay, and nothing, fair enough, nothing but... replicates a woman's head as well as a bowling ball. No, nothing. No, that's what he says anyway. And uh, they go to the police station and the policeman obviously takes notice he's like, this is we we need to get the chief involved, and then we just see the the shoes of the chief walking through, and then pan up, you know, swelling music plays yeah. as we see Carl Weathers. He's like, "Thank you for bringing this to my attention." He hears the story. He's like, "This is all connected." Goes to his board, you know, with the uh, what's it called, the string attached, and all the the evidence on the wall. Oh yes, yes, yeah. So he turns and adds this to it, and he's like, "Bowling balls." Oh, that's his exclamation. <laughs> that's his catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. He says, well, there's only two detectives I can get on this case. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Let's have them. It's fine and dandy. <laughs> At your service, sir. He, he, you know, he fills us in, in every sense of the word. And then... <laughs> And then he, uh, you know, we're expected to go and find whoever's doing this. But we're 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 not the only ones on the case. There's two others, two other hot shots, Emilio and Joe Estevez. Oh, whoa! Yeah, the crack, the crack, the Estevez team. They're FBI, you see. They're coming in to have a look as well. We've got to work in tandem with them. Oh, that never ends well. We'll do our best. Oh, of course we will. We're fine and dandy. And obviously the, the, the FBI, their handler is obviously Martin Sheen. Nice. Is he the FBI chief? Big chief, yeah. Big chief Martin, they call him. They do call it. How do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I used to be in the FBI, I remember. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, it's it's uh, we, we have to, we, we, we foil him at one point. You know, he's off trying to get another, some legs from some woman. You've seen a woman that he likes at the, the roller disco. Yep, playing Legs by ZZ Top. Yes. Yeah. Yep, very good. Thank you. We can just connect all of this, you say. There's a pursuit on the on the, the roller disco like floor. Everyone's on roller skates. Me, you, Joe. 
Amelia. Charlie. Charlie, <laughs> yeah. Charlie. Yeah. the woman. Yeah. Is it, he's got a Roman sandal roller boots. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a custom made. Yeah, we've got um, police officer issued rollerblades with uh, sirens on them, <laughs> on the toes, <laughs> and flashing lights. <laughs> yes, <laughs> excellent. Yeah, so you know, the, the, there's a scene like that where you know we're chasing after him. How long does that last? About an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! And then uh, basically, you know, it's uh, a race against time because we, we find out that uh, he's got these girls kidnapped. Maybe he writes a letter to the police telling them and, you know, one of those sort of Zodiac style letters. Why would he do that? Showing off, getting cocky. Oh, God, that's typical of either small favour. Yeah, they're calling him the, what would his, what what's a cool serial killer name for him? The Throbber. <laughs> <laughs> Just call him the Throbber. <laughs> yeah he calls himself that in his in his notes you see he's got like a love art on it and stuff maybe it can rhyme like in valentine you know so we know that it's a race against time to keep these women alive the audience love a, a ticking clock don't they you know? is it because is it because valentine's is the day he has to perform this surgery he tells them yeah because he's got on valentine's day. he's got a day off yeah best time to do it I'll have a, a wife by Valentine's Day. Because he's never had a Valentine's Day without his wife. Yes. Even when he was a kid. And we end up we end up finding out it's Charlie Sheen because one of the girls who survives an attack and escapes and comes and sees us and tells us about it, mm-hmm. she took a picture and we see the uh, the second navel. <laughs> so what, we know, we know that he's got two belly buttons, but we don't know it's Charlie Sheen. Someone knows he's got two belly buttons, and that someone is Clint Howard. He's peeped him in the shower. <laughs> he's up to all kinds, isn't he? It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! We've narrowed it down to two... You know, like in Science of the Lambs, they narrow it down to two suspects. Okay, whatever. yeah. Do we do that as well? We're in the wrong house. Do we do that? Well, the FBI agents do that. Idiots. Estevez and Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> Um, (laughs) so we we go to charlie sheen's house maybe you should have a butler like herman from uh (laughs) i think he can he can have yeah how am i supposed to paint with you bursting in here herman who's playing the butler yeah i was just about to say who's who's the butler uh david borianarias oh yeah little little cheeky yeah we'll have him adam yeah yeah he, he answers the door his nose is bleeding can we please see Dr. Small Favour? Well, they'd be Mr. if he's a surgeon. So we go in, he comes in and we speak to him on the sofa, you know, and, and then you ask, I need to go to the toilet. And he says, oh, yeah, follow my butler. He'll show you the way. As he's showing you out, I'm I'm still sitting there with, with Charlie, with Ivor. And uh, as he's showing you the way to the toilet, you give him a quick karate chop, knock him out. Are we out of the room yet, or do you see all this? <laughs> <laughs> you are out of the room, yeah. Okay, right. start, I'm just... That's all right, then. I was going to say, I might have jumped the gun, and as soon as he stood up, I just karate chopped him to the ground. What the fuck? Like, oh, sorry. Soon, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and you have a little look around while I'm distracting him. You know, we're talking about... I just noticed that he's got uh, unusual tan lines. <laughs> <laughs> 
Scottish language. <laughs> You're a detective, aren't you? You know, it's the sort yeah. of thing you do notice. That's unusual. Tan lines. How's that happened? And he says, I was sunbathing um, behind my garden fence. <laughs> <laughs> He's not very good at sunbathing, is he? <laughs> That, that's what that's what roused my suspicion. Yeah. Surgeons are much better at sunbathing than that. <laughs> it's a well-known fact. It is indeed. Uh, you you find your way down to the basement. You see what's going on. <laughs> you call the captain, old Carl Weathers, on the phone. Now you've got you got one of those Viking horns. <laughs> <laughs> you got a seashell. <laughs> And then he, he sets off at a, at a pace to come and help you. And as you've done that, you turn around and the uh, the butler's there again and hits you in the head and knocks you out. Bloody hell. I thought my karate chops were perfect, but no. And then the butler comes, knocks me out as well. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a stealthy bastard, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's in all heavy lifting here. <laughs> And he says, oh, thank you, Adam. So he calls the butler. The butler's called Adam. So maybe this is nice. David Boreanaz from Valentine. We we wake up and we're in two separate cells and we see that uh, we're down in the, you know, the basement. And uh, you say, you're, ne- you're never going to get away with this, either. And uh, <laughs> he says, I already have. Oh, damn it. I'm too late. And then the lights come on and we get like Franken woman <laughs> turning up. <laughs> okay. Who we got for her? Uh, Beth Phoenix. <laughs> she reanimates, uh, and then similar to Frankenstein, she'll she'll see her reflection in the the mirror and just not like do that some, at all. And do goes, some wrestling go, poses. Go absolutely mental at that, and she kills uh, Adam the Butler. That's a shame, isn't it? Just rips his head off. Oh, nice! I like that. Charlie Sheen's trying to stop her from you know attacking, but she. Uh, she kills him as well. How does she do that with a harpoon? She rips his arms off and beats him with them. One at a time? Yeah, windmill. Until he's just like paced on the floor. That's all <laughs> going to be practical effect as well. <laughs> he's paced? Yeah. He's... How long's that happening for then? That's what, oh, not another hour. hour. <laughs> yeah, it's about a three-hour film. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's, uh, yeah, so she rips the the cell the cell door off yours and drags you out. I don't mind. I don't mind being dragged out by Beth Phoenix and lift, lifts you over her head, and she's going to back break you, you know, and kill you. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> It'd be an honour. And she she slips on uh, Charlie Sheen's paste. If you pardon the imagery. <laughs> <laughs> Many have done it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's tiger blood. And uh, you land on top of her. You, you can manage to squirm away. You're sort of running around the table trying to get away from her. And she's just like knocking shit out of the way trying to get to you. Hang on. Did you just say I land on top of her and then you said squirm very, very soon after? Yeah, you squirm away from her. Oh, that's nice. She's advancing on you and... Um, a bowling ball comes down, trips her up as she's about to grab you. And that's me because I've got the keys from Charlie Sheen's pockets, you know, his corpse. But she overpowers us anyway. Lifts us both <laughs> it was a up. waste of fucking time then, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I saved you momentarily. Save me from Beth Phoenix. I'm fine. 
<laughs> hit her over the back with something, you know, maybe Charlie Sheen's leg or something with his fucking Roman heel still on. Nice. But uh, she grabs us both by the clothes, lifts us up, and then gunshots hit Beth Phoenix. <laughs> oh, so, man, we're both shot dead. No, no. She falls to the ground. Carl Weathers has turned up. Can it be a shotgun? Yes. They're fantastic. Just like Action Jackson. You've got no shirt on anymore either. Yeah. Um, or maybe it is a shirt. What, of of a muscular body? Yeah. Got a pattern on it. <laughs> yeah, so shoots her. She goes flying backwards. And uh, he, he saves us, basically. Obviously, the Estevezes turn up as well behind him. <laughs> Idiots. Uh, they're still on their rollerblades, so they go flying like, <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> So they've been on them since that chase. Yeah. They've, they've so been when they went since... to the wrong house, they got, they still had their rollerblades on as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, you see a, a brief glimpse of them going to the wrong house. Uh, it's not down a hill. You see Emilio on the, the walkie-talkie. He's like, Chief, we've, we've searched this house and there's no sign of the whatever. And in the background, you see Joe holding onto the sides, trying to not fall over. <laughs> Typical Joe Estevez. He says, well done, guys. Looks like... Uh, another case closed and he goes here's your guns back gives us our guns and then the beth phoenix monster comes out screaming and we all turn around shoot her in unison joe estevez falls over when <laughs> <laughs> he uses his shotgun and the, the power of the shotgun yeah, just the re- recoil just knocks him yeah. over <laughs> <laughs> ends up knocking emilio out with the shotgun <laughs> to the face do we do the three of us all just laugh at this yeah we just step over them laughing up the stairs um, can I have Carl Weathers patting us both on the back as we go up the stairs? He pats us on the ass. Yeah. And then he turns around to the face of the camera, freeze frame of him making eye contact and a little smirk on his face and love hurts comes back on. Has he got the shotgun on his shoulder? You know, like... Not if he's got both of his hands on our asses. No, it's not just balanced on his shoulder, is it? Maybe we all turn with a big thumbs up. They're looking at the camera. Thumbs up where? No, 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 no. Bloody hell, Carl. Yeah, okay. But we need the love hurts in a freeze frame at the end. Yeah, it's me, me, you, Carl. Big thumbs up, like winking at the camera. Credits roll and love hurts plays. Okay. I think that, that's, 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 it. I think that's uh, pretty much exactly what I said at the beginning. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't think you can take any credit for that one. I think that's all mine. So an- another pitch by me there. Well done. Thank you very much. Just add that to my <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah, this is a shame you didn't go for the straight sequel, but you know, that was your decision. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, you know what? Let's just do the sequel. Um... <laughs> right, okay, so. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Love hurts. You know what else hurts? Ending this podcast. It does, but probably not as much as it hurts to listen to it. <laughs> Is that true? Email <laughs> us in, badmoviecult at gmail.com. Oh, imagine that's our like, actual first communication. is just like, yes, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's good to get some interaction. Well, that was one of our first reviews of the podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, that was my mum. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Wild. <laughs> she didn't listen anymore. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Ken, for being here and being part of this. Well, thank you. What a, what a great film. We actually 
I don't know. Forget it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Ken kind of thought something was good. We don't know what, but what did you think of this week's episode? <laughs> what did you think to this week's film, Valentine? Is it better than you remember? That's certainly what me and Ken thought. But last time we saw this was when it came out, and uh, probably think of it more favourably than, than then. I, th- I certainly do. I don't know about you, Ken. I, th- I think uh, it, it is generally the consensus of this film is that it, it was received poorly at the time, uh, but the, the longer ago, I think it's... Uh, Jamie Blanks was it, is the director. Uh, he's actually been on Twitter as well because I, I, I followed Jamie Blanks, and he said that it does seem to have improved with age. The reaction he gets to the film, and it was a lot. Uh, I think it was a lot, lot different to how he wanted it with the studio getting involved and not wanting graphic murders and being off screen. And it was, it was, it was watered down a lot from how he was originally intended. But yeah, he, he seems to say he said it was, it was kind of like just ignored or ridiculed when it first came out but as, as time's gone on it's 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 stood the uh, test of time uh, speaking of horror films would you like to see us cover more horror films would you like to see us cover more action or sci-fi let us know email address badmoviecult at gmail.com we've done a few kids films actually we've done a few kids films if you want us to cover more of those uh, just shut up because <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't want to they're awful excellent thanks Ken thanks for adding that <laughs> You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd. If you want to discuss this week's episode with other cult members, you can. You just need to search for the Bad Movie Cult Discussion Group on Facebook. All links will be available in the show notes. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can by simply leaving an Apple Podcast rating or review. It's a massive help. Gets us found by new listeners. You can also now rate us on Spotify. Just leave a, a rating uh, on the main page of the uh, the podcast. It'll be a big help for us as well. You can find all previous episodes as well as written reviews of films not covered on the podcast on our website, www.badmoviecult.com. We had one uh, uploaded recently. Which one was that, Ken? Uh, Imprisoned, a.k.a. Nightwalk. Who's in that one? Uh, well, uh, Oliver Stone's son is the main lead. Uh, he's not very good, <laughs> which is why he's he's never done that before. Uh, then you, you've got Patrick Kilpatrick. You've got Louis Mandalore for about two minutes. You've got Mickey Rourke for about six minutes. And uh, I think that's... Any good? No. No. <laughs> Excellent. If that sounds up your alley, check that out on our website. It, it, says, it, it says, when I upload it, it says it takes 10 minutes to read. Now, if you look at that versus one hour 37 to watch, I think the odds are in my favour there. Come on, give us a read. He's doing you a favour. Give us a read. I'm saving He's, you an hour and a half. Our lives are short and, and Ken's re- watching these films so you don't have to. <laughs> That's massively true. Don't bother watching it. <laughs> Join us again in two weeks' time where we'll be back with another movie review, deep dive and film pitch right here on the Bad Movie Call podcast. Goodbye. Dominic Lawton. Ken Be Wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. I'm Denise Richards, I'm seven foot and I'm having a piss.